I'm going to um Love Talk Radio. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Sunday evening and the uh, first Sunday of the month of May. We're ready to rock and roll. I'll be state of South Carolina up and running a little bit more than it has on quite some time. I know the beaches have opened, some stores have opened, and quite frankly, we're open. It's a Sunday afternoon at 6 p.m., and we kind of mixed in the Senior Spotlight 2020 with a campus tour as we're uh, going to be sitting here looking, going into the high school after high school after high school. And today we get to go to Ashley Ridge, where we'll, of course, we'll, um, We'll continue to look at what's going on around Ashley Ridge. So we'll hear from the principal today from Ashley Ridge, and then we'll head from there to, of course, the um, – we'll hear from there. And, of course, we have the, uh, the athletic director coming in and two players that are going to join us here today. Eugene, I'm going to let you kind of take over. I'm actually on the road today traveling uh, to Daytona. I've got some business to take care of. So I'm going to let you kind of guide this thing. I'm going to produce it from the road. While you kind of talk some hot topics, and then at 6.27, we'll go to a break, of course, and you can bring in, uh, of course, uh, we'll bring in Miss Radcliffe. She is the principal at Ashley Ridge, so it'll be a lot of fun to talk to her and a lot more. Eugene, enjoy uh, the next 15 to 20. It's all you, big guy. All right, man, I appreciate it. So we're coming live. Uh, we are kind of growing our studios here. We still have the uh, studios on the road, the uh you know, the factory studio, which has been typically in Somerville, is now on the road as Richie has had some business to take care of down in uh, Florida. And I am going to be live here from uh, North Charleston in Park Circle. And like Richie said, we have a heck of a show coming up. You know, we finally get some principals on here. We got an AD coming in, both from Ashley Ridge, to talk about what they're doing over there in the swamp. You know, they, they've they hired a new coach, and we brought him, Coach Fiddler, in uh one of our first shows when we started up this thing back up uh, a couple, what, about six, seven weeks ago. Um, we are going to be featuring some athletes as well. And, you know, this show's going to be rolling, and we're going to probably roll through pretty quickly. All the, these three hours seem to blow by fast. But, uh, you know, some of the things that's been trending, uh, you know, if you want to call in, we have, a lot of people have been talking about the uh, the show, the, the Last Dance with Michael Jordan and, of course, that sparks some talk. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? And and people have challenged that with with uh, LeBron. So uh, you know, and now that the draft is settled and some free agency signings out there, some guys that didn't get their name called have signed on with some NFL teams. Uh, you know, some coaches in the area have been uh, shuffling around. Um, we just got a new coach down at Battery Creek, and hopefully to have him on pretty soon. Uh, he'll be competing in the three division with some. Charleston area teams, including uh, Hanahan and Bishop England and Oceanside and North Charleston and Academic Magnet. So uh, Coach will be welcomed into that division in, in football. 
um, you know, as well as, uh, you know, the, the school will be competing with those schools in, in the region play and, and all the other sports as well. Um, but, yeah, coming up uh, first is a great, great principal, and she is doing great things, Miss Karen Ratcliffe over at uh, Ashley Ridge. So she'll be down – we'll join her down in the swamp at 630. <clears throat> Some of the other things that's going on is, uh, you know, you may have seen about baseball. Major League Baseball still has not thrown in the towel on the season. You know, they're starting late, but uh, one of the proposals came out I saw was that just instead of creating the American League and National League divisions, uh, they're going to create three divisions, uh, a West, a Central, and an East. One of the things that stuck out to me that might offend or upset some of the people, you know, around this area might be uh, any Braves fans. You know, the Braves are in the East. I remember when they first won their first pennant, they were still out in the West with San Francisco Giants and those teams. San Fran- uh, Atlanta looks to be under this first proposal released by Major League Baseball to be in the Central Division, which is kind of interesting to me. They're probably not the most uh, Western team um, sent out that way. So, you know, if you have any questions about that or any comments you want to make, certainly you can call in on that. But, uh, you know, in the world of baseball, you know, things are, like I said, they're not throwing in the towel. Maybe – you know, the, the, the midpoint of the season usually is around All-Star break, which is kind of around 4th of July. But, uh, you know, right now we're still in the 1st of May, so we still have May and June. So depending on what Major League Baseball decides to do when they start up, you know, like I said, I saw one of the proposals just to make three divisions. You know, perhaps they're going to go for a second half of the season, maybe do a late spring training, which will, for us would be a summer training and then uh, go into the season with those three divisions. I guess, you know, the decisions haven't been made. They're not final on that, but that was a pretty big proposal. sounds like they were uh, – that's the only proposal I've seen, so it might, that might be, you know, the first on the front of the burner or the front of the stove. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, college recruiting has been in full swing. I've seen a lot of traffic on Twitter, a lot of offers going out in this state, in Georgia, North Carolina, just some of the quote-unquote local folks I've seen, but – you know, a lot of offers are being sent out there by college coaches. So if you're a high school player, you got some film, you know, you're a sophomore or junior, rising junior, rising senior, you know, get that film out, tag those guys in Twitter, and, uh, you know, see if you can find a place, find a home for four years. You know, those guys will be looking at film. You know, you've, if you've been listening to us, you've gotten some tips on film, you know, change your Twitter handle, your Facebook handle, your Instagram to – something that people can find you so that they can learn your name, your number, your position, or your team. And that way, you know, they can pass your things around. They can tweet at you or tag you or, or pass your information to another coach on their staff. But that's up to you. It's up to you to get your film out there, to get it right, to get those uh, best clips up front. Don't make it too long. Just make it long enough where they can see what type of player you are and uh, always have your grade posted. Uh, your GPA, your test scores, things like that. Um, one of the things, like you, if you were listening to us uh, Thursday night, you heard about the grades, and that was from a very good person down in Georgia, and she had come on and said, look, if you got more than four Cs, you're probably not going to qualify for Division One. So use this time wisely. Get your film out there, but also concentrate on the classroom. Um, some of the other things around, I've seen some of the soccer leagues are trying to gear back up. So we'll see where that goes. I see uh, some of the Big Ten schools are following Iowa's lead, it looks like, and announcing that their season will continue as planned. Uh, Some of the schools are planning, it looks like, now to start back up June 1. I see a lot of other college coaches are, are, 
you know, gauging that and keeping their eye on that as well so that uh, they can use that as a model possibly to jump off their season. Um, you know, as the schools are still canceled in state, saw a little chatter about possibly some meetings to open them back up, but, you know, nothing's come out of the governor's office other than to keep the, the, the what we call the new norm, and that's to have them shut down. But uh, coming up at 6.09, we're going to go to a break. Uh, Rich will be jumping back in here shortly as well. But for the lineup tonight, like I said, Sorry about that. Looks like the uh, feed got cut a little bit, but we're back on. And like I said, you know, we, we have an uh, all-star cast lineup. You know, we're finally getting in touch with those folks at Ashley Ridge. And uh, as of right now, we are going to go to a break now that we've got the technical stuff out of the way. And uh, we will be back with you shortly. And we're back. 
Nice little break there. Uh, we got Richie coming on, back on. He's uh, like I said, he was uh, on the road handling some business today, but he'll be back in town in the next day or so. Um, Richie, are you back on with us? Hey, what's up, buddy? So, yeah, we're down, actually, I'm in between, um, it's a, right on Georgia line. So there's a COVID checkpoint going through down to Florida. So this is something new. I don't know if they're going to hand check us all as we come through and, and, and send the cap to the, uh, to the police officers and everybody down here that's kind of keeping everybody safe. So I'm not going to probably stay here with you. I will come back around 627. That's when I'm going to interview uh, Ms. Radcliffe, the principal, over at uh, Ashley Ridge, the principal that's going to join us. He's the first principal that's going to join us. So I am going to turn it back to you unless they stop us here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you brought up some good topics, man. A lot of good things going on. Baseball looks like they're trying to do what they can do. NASCAR is coming back. And how awesome is that? They're going to actually start at uh, Darlington. So uh, the famous uh, Southern 500 is going to get it kicked off, a three-day weekend to kick off NASCAR. And uh, it's uh, quite the um, – uh, quite the ride it's going to be um, as we uh, we kind of get through um, as we get through kind of everything and the transition. It's got to be huge for you guys to listening in. So let's take this thing slowly. Let's make sure that we're not rushing ourselves back to this new normal because it's a topic that you didn't touch on, and that is uh, Clay Travis who mentioned uh, in a sports world. Why are we talking about starting it later? Why not earlier? Because as it gets colder. Uh, this is going to get kicked back up a little bit. So that's a topic that we're definitely going to be looking at, um, maybe debating down the road as well there, uh, Eugene. But, again, there's so many things. And, and, and then don't forget about this, though. What about the weekend that's going to happen where you're going to have, you know, every major sport happening? I mean, wife will never see their husband on that weekend because you could have, of course, the Masters, uh, all the way to the Kentucky Derby, to the NASCAR, to baseball, to the NBA to the NFL and college football all could be going on at the same time, and it could be the ultimate weekend. And it could be like that for about three or four weekends if you think about it, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and not only just sports, but there are other things that have been rescheduled for the fall. There are a lot of, you know, just here in, in the Charleston area, there are a lot of concerts that's been rescheduled for September, October. You know, the Bridge Run, which is a major event in Charleston, uh, has been rescheduled for the fall. Uh, even the Flower Town Festival has been rescheduled or, or was. You know, I know they were talking about rescheduling that for the fall. So, you know, it seems like the fall is going to be very busy. There are going to be a lot of things to choose from. Uh, so we'll see what really happens with the new norm. Are people really going to get out to these things? Are they going to go to, you know, more of the social things? Are they going to go to these major sporting events? But, you know, with the NASCAR thing, you know, that's going to be pretty cool. That's always a big thing in, in South Carolina. And, you know, have you ever been to a NASCAR event, Richie? Yeah, I worked for Anheuser Bush directly for about six, seven years, and uh, I was uh, one of the many guys who got a chance to work with Dell Jr. and the Budweiser team that came through Charleston, as well as of course went through Daytona, Darlington, excuse me. So NASCAR it's its own entity, man. It's like going to a potluck uh, and, and tailgating. It's got probably the most entertaining, wearing out group of folks you've ever been around. But uh, yeah, and, and it is spending, and it is cool to, for it to start here. But yeah, NASCAR. It, it's a, it, it, as far as in the car is concerned, they are social distance, but that is the farthest thing from happening in the sand. Yeah, I know some of them pack out at about 100,000, 120,000. When you're talking like Daytona, you're talking about Bristol, 
and even Darlington, those are, you know, when you count not only the stands, but the people who sit in the infield and things like that. Uh, yeah. Me personally, I've never been to a NASCAR event. When I was a kid growing up, we had the Somerville Speedway, and that was kind of the thing if you wanted to see a race. And, you know, I, as a kid a couple times, my grandfather took me to that. Um, but his biggest thing, you know, when we were growing up was that and uh, the old wrestling events, man, the, the – the old WWF and all those guys, and, man, they used to come to the McAllister Fieldhouse at the Citadel, you know, and I remember seeing, like, the greats, like uh, Wahoo McDaniel and Ric Flair, and I, I actually met Andre the Giant once. Uh, my grandmother gave me a picture many years ago that I have somewhere around the house of Andre the Giant and I getting a slushy at the pantry after, after a wrestling match. You know, you probably... You know, see too many superstars roll up at the pantry to get a slushy, but there was me, you know, barely probably three foot tall and big Andre the Giant. So, uh, you know, and I know wrestling is still trying to do their thing, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, you know, I've never personally been to a NASCAR event. You know, I've kind of been interested in it. Not really a NASCAR fan per se, but, you know, I'm certainly a fan of, uh, of learning a new experience and getting to experience that type of atmosphere. So, you know, maybe we can uh, check that out. Maybe we can see if we can't get some passes up to Darlington and roll up there and uh, enjoy all, all the all the uh, festivities and all that NASCAR has to offer in, in one of uh, you know in our home home state. Yeah, I'm thinking that they're going to do the social distancing thing. If I didn't, I haven't. I'm trying to remember if I read that was the first thing that they're not going to have fans out or something like that. But you know, they will survive. It is a very large TV crowd. And like you mentioned, these crowds are on top of each other. There's a lot of, uh, you know, sitting on top of one another. Bristol, Talladega, Daytona, uh, those are two major tracks that have a massive amount. Texas, another large track that's got a lot of people around it. So there's just so many different things that you have to really kind of put in perspective when you're doing this. And you didn't mention the tennis uh, tournament that's had in Daniels Island. That's another one that we're going to have to put on the board as well as the Heritage down there in uh, Hilton Head. Hopefully they'll get that one up and running because all of these things bring money to the area. And I'm going to tell you something. This is an area that's been hit hard, just like every area. But if you've got a chance, and you don't stand a chance, you're bringing these guys back in. And just and I was just we were talking about the baseball earlier. You know, I was just uh, reviewing the latest greatest news out of MLB baseball. Uh, they are actually right now. It says they have consulted with some of the top COVID nineteen experts in the country. They are looking at going starting in June, and whether that be a shortened preseason to get the guys back in shape and get the teams organized. You know, there's roster moves to be made. You know, they they always start out with a lot of. You know, great numbers, and they have to cut it down. Then they have to cut it down to the, you know, to the uh, the team roster and things like that. But right now, as of today, Major League Baseball has put out this as a possible realignment structure. The East would be the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Nationals, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Pirates, the Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Miami Marlins. The West would be the Dodgers and Angels, Giants, Athletics. Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, and Mariners, and then that leaves the Central. When Central seems to be pretty stacked as well with the Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Atlanta Braves, and Detroit Tigers. Now, if I'm looking at that, you know, like I said, the Atlanta Braves are due for some travel. And whether they got put in that because Atlanta's a, a major airport and possibly easier for those guys to travel, of anybody on this uh, in, in Major League Baseball, it seems like they have, uh, you know, the division where they're going to be hitting the road the most. And uh, not sure how Braves fans feel about that. 
Um, you know, I, I think my Cubs have a great shot in, in the Central, and uh, my Red Sox in the East. You know, we'll see what they're doing. You know, and how how those teams come out the gate. But uh, you know, you never know. In April, when spring training, you always see these up and start teams. You know, and and players maybe you never heard of start banging out home runs and pitchers doing well. And then things kind of playing out around July. But if you know we're starting in June with a with a, some type of a preseason and and heading up you know towards regular season beginning in July, you know it's really going to shape things up because a lot of teams you know were built for the stretch. You know they had starting pitching for days and things like that. But I think you know what's this going to do to rosters? You know how are our managers going to realign their rosters? Are they going to try to score fast and win a bunch of games so they can go ahead and lock up some playoffs early? Because you know the early is now. Early season is going to be, looks like, July. So, really interested to see how that pays out, you know, as being a baseball fan myself. And, like I said, you know, I have my teams. But, you know, I just love the sport and uh, really looking forward to it. You know, I'm glad Major League Baseball is uh, trying to take some proactive moves. Now, it does not say on here what they're planning to do with uh, fans. It just says they're trying to possibly squeeze in 100 games. You know, most most baseball seasons are – 160 to 162 games. So it looks like they're trying to squeeze it in. So who knows how that's going to shake out, but it looks like these guys are going to be on the road quite a bit, you know, uh, getting around to all these new teams in their divisions, you know. And, again, that that brings up scouting and that brings up managerial things, you know, because you're going to be playing teams you wouldn't normally play in the, pre, in the regular season, especially not as a divisional foe. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it'd be great. You know, I wasn't necessarily a big fan when we went to interleague games during the season, but I think it's been great for the sport and fans get to see teams they wouldn't normally get to see. Now you're really going to get to see teams you wouldn't normally get to see, you know, with all these mixture of, you know, it depends on your geographical location, you know, and as the host team, are they going to do it like the World Series or the American League, which I imagine, you know, you have a DH, so that's going to change things up for some of these National League managers. And then when the pitchers come to bat in the National League home games, that's going to shake things up. You know, it won't be just like a, a preseason thing or, or a regular season thing that you've planned for and, you know, a couple months advance and you can maybe sit a pitcher or sit a guy. You know, with the shortened season, you've got to win every game. And I know everybody wants to win every game 162, but I think strategy is really going to change. It's going to really become, in my opinion, very short-sighted because you're going to try to stack as many wins as you can, get that early lead in your division, and try to hold on and make the playoffs. Yeah, I think you bring up some very valid points. Number one, I think it's going to be interesting just to get these things up and moving, but the one thing that we're not also mentioning is that with this season and what's happened with major leagues, minor leagues have taken a major hit here. They're talking about doing away with some minor league programs, uh, that's going to be a big deal. Scouting has been totally con- just really taken over in a new direction. I think that they, these guys, of course, in the high school level, like we had Tyler Chuck, he was a kid that was hoping to have a big year in the spring because it was cut short. He will know, uh, not have that opportunity, so he'll go ahead and head to Clemson, and that's not a bad place to go as a backup plan if I would say so myself. However, there's a lot of kids who, you know, they were leaning on having big seasons in the spring and going straight to the draft and that would possibly put them in a lower single-A program. But, hey, baseball is baseball. But, again, you're going to see a lot of changes, and I think baseball is one of uh, many that you're going to have to, of course, 
Watch and see how they move some things around. The XFL court had done. It's already filed for bankruptcy. Now, I've talked to a young man that played for the XFL out of Houston, and he made the comment, look, he didn't have to do it. He did it to be safe, but it's one of those things. Once you hit that that button, uh, it's kind of a no return. And uh, that's Vince McMahon, of course, with the XFL. Uh, but, you know, baseball, as long as they bring it back, I could care less whether it's interleague or regular league or whatever, just bring us something back. I think baseball is one of those things because of the contracts that they have with uh, the TV programs, I, I think you find very little bit of uh, of missing out. I think you can afford to sit at the house and watch it on their, their whatever, TBS or, or wherever they're at, Fox or whoever, of course, picks their games up. But because you have, of course, them staying out of major markets, and that is the heavy populated COVID areas, the New York, the Boston, and certain areas where it seems like it's going to uh, be a little bit more of a distraction, they're going to try to stay out of them. So, uh, you know, I, I applaud the officials and everybody trying to give us some new normal, right? Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, you brought up something about the draft and the high school players. You know, not only that, those are affected because certainly if you look at the major league draft, which usually occurs right at the end or, or right during the College World Series, it's usually loaded with a ton of high school seniors, some uh, foreign prospects, which I've seen a lot of, a lot of media attention going down. You know, this draft might be a little heavy in places like the Dominican Republic, a little more than normal because they've been able to see those guys play. But uh, also at the collegiate level, you know, the, those juniors who are now first eligible for the draft didn't have their season. So their film is going to be on, or evaluations are going to be on their freshman and sophomore years. You know, and a lot of guys may not get to play as a freshman. So Major League Baseball and the general managers may be taking a lot of guesses or a lot of, you know, uh, flyers on guys based on one year, their sophomore year of collegiate baseball. So that will be very interesting. And same as the high school seniors coming out. You know, they won't have that senior season, so maybe, you know, like uh, first two weeks of games. But they're going to be looking at those guys, you know, their uh, junior year and maybe some of their travel ball or whatever film they can get to. I'm sure they're scrambling to get – you know, any and all information, just like we were talking about with the college coaches um, and some of the sports that, that that are looking for athletes. But, you know, these, these folks are probably scrambling as well, and they're having to evaluate, you know, high school baseball prospects as a 16-, 17-year-old instead of a 17-, 18-year-old. You know, and that last year of development might be huge from a strength standpoint, developmental standpoint. And, uh, you know, they're just not being able to review that film or, or those clips from those games or whatnot or even go out to a game. You know, I mean, I've been to high school games and seen several scouts there, you know, with guns in their hand, clocking pictures and, and, and writing notepads and on their phones and things like that. So, you know, none of that has happened because it wasn't available. So it would be really interesting to see the June draft as well. Like I said, you know, I've heard that it may be very heavily laden on some of the Dominican and some of the Puerto Rican uh, players and, and, and other countries and things like that that have still been able to play. Whereas uh, in America, uh, you know, the high schools have shut down, so have the colleges. So, you know, the draft could look really funky compared to years past. Yeah, it's definitely going to look a little different, man. We're up against the break. Coming up, we're heading to the hotline for the first time today. We go over to the Tent Farm Hotline where we take the bus and park it over there on the campus of the Swan Fox. And, of course, that's Ashley Ridge, a 5A program in the great state of South Carolina and Somerville. South Carolina. We have our first ever principal. We're calling her to our office because we figured we spent enough time in theirs. Why not bring them to ours? We'll start off coming out of break first with the principal from Ashley Ridge, Ms. Karen Radcliffe. Join us next right here on Southern Sports Center. You're listening to us live right here on Blog Talk Radio, guys. 
Here it is, the groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the move romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back cause it's summertime. And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes She turn around to see what you beeping at It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac And with a pen and pad I compose this rhyme To hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime Athletics and student body. 
No, I, I'm excited to be a part of this tonight. Thank you all for inviting me. Well, I appreciate you letting us and giving us green access to come on campus and talk about you guys and, of course, everything that you're doing. I have uh, my daughter. Actually, you just graduated. Uh, it's been a couple of years I've been on the campus with you guys. And uh, then her mother moved towards uh, Hanahan. So, of course, the lines were drawn and she had to go uh, to another school. But I tell you, uh, first class uh, all the way around from the classroom to uh, the coaching staff. And we're going to talk about your new coach on staff. Of course, your athletic director joins us at 7. So, uh, and then we got some students that are going to join us around 7.30 and 8. So, uh, a full access 24-7 uh, Ashton Red show here this afternoon. Well, thank you. So, let me ask you, when you put everything together, uh, of course, Friday night you guys did an incredible job uh, having the parade with, uh, you know, um, with, with, of course, the seniors, highlighting them, giving them their moment, allowing them to really, uh, I guess, be highlighted, if you will. Kind of tell us a little bit about where that came from. And, and of course, uh, I know it was very successful, but uh, kind of recap the event for us. You know, it was a lot of fun. And I've, I am blessed to have an amazing group of, of teachers, an incredible um, administrative team, and really uh, the, the teachers and the admin team came up with the concept Again, it's, you know, this time of year for all of us, it's, it's about our seniors, and it's about giving them the, the spotlight and really celebrating them. And with the, the whole pandemic thing, it has been extremely difficult. Um, and yet, you know, we want to continue to do everything we can. And Friday night was about celebrating our kids. It was called Light the Night, Class of 2020. And at 820 on Friday night, we lit up the entire campus. We had additional spotlights out there on most of our, I'd say probably about 90% of our faculty was out there. Um, we had a radio station out there. Heck, we even had a church out there supporting us, the Ashley Ridge Church. And it was just a great opportunity to, to cheer our kids on and to tell them that, you know, we love you, we miss you, and um, all of your, your hard work um, is, going, is not going for naught that, you know, we're going to celebrate. And so Friday night was about celebrating them. At 820, the lights went on, and 820 in military time is 2020. So um, we just had a great time, and, you know, the event went from 820 till about 910, and all the kids just paraded through in their cars. We had parents. We even had the Folly Trolley come through. We had an ambulance. We had a, you know, a flatbed um, huge truck. I mean, we had a little bit of everything come through the campus, and we had a lot of fun. It was just great celebrating our kids. And I think they had a great time as well. We're live right now here hanging out with us on the Kent Farm Hotline, coming to you live from Ashley Ridge High School, a 5A program in Somerville, South Carolina. Had a huge event. And I didn't know, um, Ms. Radcliffe, that 2020 was the military time when you got us to do it at 820. That makes it a little bit more special, of course. Uh, and, and it was a great turnout. Like you mentioned, you had some radio guys. You had a church-owned property. You had a, a bunch of other uh, individuals around. Of course, uh, Roger Lee there from uh, the Somerville Journal. As always, he's uh, there to uh, show our students and, uh, of course, the athletes uh, some love as he was there on the campus with you guys as well. Uh, when, when you look back at this, this, this whole epidemic of the senior season being cut short and these, not only the athletes, but look love on some of the other students as well, the academic ones across the board, what kind of goes through your mind? This is uncharted waters, but I think, and I can speak on behalf of Dorchester County because I've got three children in the system there in Dorchester County. What a great job. I mean, from Mr. Pye to all of the, uh, of course, administrators with yourself and other schools around you, 
and the teachers. You guys have done an incredible job at least maintaining as much normal as possible. Well, I appreciate that. Um, like I said earlier, my faculty is unbelievable. They are, are so compassionate. They have such a heart for kids. And, and towards the beginning of this thing, um, I told them, you know, our four words that we were going to kind of um, build on were um, compassion, flexibility, empathy, grace, and, and love. I mean, it was all about what we could do to love these kids and take care of these kids um, because they're having a tough time. You know, all of a sudden on March 13th, that's your last day at, at, at school. And for kids, some kids, you know, the last time you're at Ashley Ridge as a student, and that's tough. You know, you don't have any time to emotionally prepare for that. And that goes for the adults as well. So, you know, it, it is hard. I think it is hard for everybody. And I, I think Friday night was so important because we got to see each other. You know, we were practicing social distancing, but we got to see the faculty. As I told them, I meet with my faculty usually once a week, and we do it via a Teams meeting. And as I told them, I never get to see them. All I see is, is a blah, a, a a dot on the screen telling me they're there, and, and I miss seeing them. I miss having a, a, a two-way um, conversation. So it was really nice Friday, just being able to see them, being able to see our kids, um, have some interaction, you know, again, following social distancing. But this is hard. You know, these are uncharted um, waters for all of us. And to, to watch us reinvent education within, you know, 48 hours is, is unbelievable, and it's you know, hats off to our kids. It's hats off to our, our parents and, and especially hats off to our teachers. I mean, they have done an unbelievable job, you know, just loving our kids and taking care of them as best they can. We're live right now with the principal of Ashley Ridge, our first time having a principal on, and uh, I love it. I love the, the energy that you bring not only in the classrooms and around uh, the city of Somerville, but on social media, Ms. Karen, as you – continue to love on your kids, and, and, and you see that coming back to you when they graduate. And of course, that's when you know what kind of uh, school you're running, when the athletes and the students come back on campus, when they come home for any visit. You touched on two things. Number one, I can promise you there's not a parent out here that their biggest fan right now, uh, they are the biggest fan of any teacher around because they've learned a, a lesson or two about how hard it actually is to get these young people to move, uh, motivating and educated uh, that being said, you know, the other side with the teachers, I mean, while we understand the students aren't used to being homeschooled, well, these teachers didn't sign up to be homeschooled teachers either. And at first, I know the heavy work was coming out and things were a little bit tough. I talked to a lot of athletes around the state of South Carolina, and they all had the same conversation. Well, you know, it seems to be a lot. I said, well, you know what, you're actually having to do it now, a little bit more maybe than in the past, because there's nobody there pushing you. So you have to motivate yourself and be a little bit more of a self-motivator, but yeah, I do say hats off to the teachers who have had to find creative ways and Zoom, and I've seen, you know, parades where the teachers are in cars and going by just to keep a little bit of normalcy. But on the other side of this, Ms. Radcliffe, when you look at this, what a great opportunity for our juniors and seniors to see what college is really about. Because if they're going to make it in college, and you and I both, you know, went to college, and we understand that they give you the homework assignments, they give you the school assignments, and it's up to you to finish it. You know, I feel like they've already gotten your money, they're good to go, and uh, either you're going to pass or fail. That's uh, not the case in the high school because your teachers across the county at Dorchester, too, I can tell you, has done a great job staying in touch with their students and their parents. That's not going to be as much of a love and you're going to get from professors, but maybe talk a little bit about how we're 
you know, maybe out of default, we're teaching these young people how to be college students at a little bit earlier age than uh, they would have had they waited until August or September to hit those campuses. That's the truth. I think more than anything, what this entire experience is, is teaching our kids, it's about dealing with adversity. And how are you going to deal with adversity? You can't make excuses. You know, it, it comes down to you being self-motivated to take care of this work. You know, right now we're, we're heading to the finish line with a lot of our seniors. And, you know, it's a matter of a lot of self-discipline. It's, it's you know, there can be no excuses. It, it is all you. And, you know, I've always said at Ashley Ridge, if you fail at Ashley Ridge, you have made the conscious decision to fail because um, we put so many different supports in for our kids. And, you know, that's a that's a really good thing. That's a positive thing for our because it gives them um, I think it gives them some confidence um, to do the, the to do the right things and to take care of their business. Um, but I think this pandemic has taught them some coping skills. I think the, the pandemic has, has given them an opportunity to really reflect on what's important. What do they want to do, not just with our college kids, but a lot of our kids that are heading into the military, our kids that are going into the workforce. Um, I think it's given them some, some coping skills on, on what adulting is going to look like for some of them. We're live right now with the principal of Ashley Ridge as he kicks off our campus tour 2020, Southern Sports Inc. on the campus with the Swamp Foxes. We're hanging out over in the den or the swamp. It depends how you look at it, but nevertheless, it's a five-star school and a five-star program across the board from the academics to the athletics. We're proud to be a part of what these guys and girls are doing on and off the field. Now, uh, you, we, we look at a lot of different things, and, and the one thing that, that I would like to kind of get your thoughts on, when this thing started to fold and, and things started to happen, Ms. Radcliffe, did you see it kind of when it, that first day, like you mentioned, did you think we'd ever get back to class? And then talk a little bit about how this is affecting some of our athletes. Of course, well, this may be their final time ever playing an organized sport if college wasn't their step or wasn't their path. Uh, talk a little bit about both of those angles for us. You know, on on March 13th, if you would have told me that we were going to be out until the end of the year, I don't think I would have believed you. Um, this is unbelievable to me. And, you know, it hurts my heart for, for our student-athletes. Um, you know, you said it. I am a huge fan of our student-athletes. You know, they are a, a combination of, of intelligence, athletic ability, grace, um, competitiveness, um, integrity, and, you know, I appreciate them so much and all that they give to, to Ashley Ridge and all that they represent. And the fact that, especially for our seniors, that, you know, March 13th was it for, for many of these kids. Probably about 99% of these kids will never play competitive, you know, ball at the next level, whatever the sport may be. And I think that is the hardest thing. Because I always look at my seniors and I say, you know, by the time you get to, to the day that you walk across that stage, I don't want you to have any regrets. I want you to have accomplished everything that you possibly could. I want you to, to do everything that you wanted to do um, within those four years of high school. And I think the thing that, that leaves such a bad taste in, in my mouth is the fact that those seniors are going to have some of those, those unanswered things, like what, what, would it, what could it have been? You know, where could we have gone? How far could we have gone? You know, when I made that all-state team this year, when I made that all-region team this year, when I made uh, north-south, and I think those are the things that, that I struggle with for our kids is 
they weren't able to accomplish all that they wanted to accomplish their goals for this year, and that makes me sad for kids. I would agree with you, Ms. Lopez, because the one thing that I've said this since this epidemic or this uh, new lifestyle that we're living in the COVID-19 era, these kids come in on a uh, very unusual 9-11, right? They start their life in a 9-11 yeah, era, and here exactly. they finish it with another one. So what can these kids not handle? That's my thing. I mean, I think this is going to be the strongest uh, class of uh, 2020. It's going to definitely be a, a very strong class. They had no other choice uh, when, when you put all of this together. Now, uh, let's talk athletics before I get you out of here. And I want to thank you so much for, again, opening your campus, well, virtually, and, of course, uh, getting in here and Absolutely. allowing us to be a part of what you guys are doing. Uh, we are going to have with us here at the top of the hour uh, your athletic director, Randall Tucker, is going to join us. We're going to talk a lot about the, the sports and the coaches and the players. And then, of course, uh, we're also going to get in here with Blaze Dampier. He's going to be heading to Shaw University to play soccer. And then Jessica Johnson, she's actually going to head to Clemson to run track. So we do have two of your seniors that we're going to still spotlight the class of 2020 on. But, but talk to us a, a little bit more about how, how much does this athletic system and how important is it to be successful on the athletic field and uh, this is going to be a weird year coming up because for the first time in a while there's not going to be a Duncan on the roster coming football season. I know that is strange you know (laughs) academics are, are the cornerstone of our high schools there is no doubt about it but I will tell you right now athletics and all the extracurriculars are are the frosting and the cherry on top they're the, the pieces and parts that really help build the culture of a high school um, because it, it gives our students and our community something to, to rally around. So, you know, when we look at our athletic program, we want it to be very community friendly. We want our kids, our students to be the true examples of, of that Swamp Fox pride. You know, our moniker is we are AR. Um, and we are one, and we are family. And I think that is, is really the cornerstone of, of our athletic program. You know, we want to be competitive every time we touch that, that field or that mat or that court. Um, we want to be competitive, not just athletically, but also academically. We want these kids to be able to be successful, not just athletically, but academically. They are student athletes, and I think that's important. We want them to be you know, out in the community, we want them doing community service. We want our students out in schools being great mentors for our kids. You know, we called it building our, our future foxes, and, and our kids do a great job with that. So our athletic program is critical to the success of our school. And, you know, we, we put an awful lot of time, a lot of effort, um, and to, to take care of our kids and to make sure they have everything they need to be successful both on the, the field and off the field. We're live right now with the principal. She runs the show from head to toe, and that's over at Ashley Ridge's 5A program in Somerville, South Carolina. It's Ashley Ridge High School's very own. Ms. Karen Radcliffe joins us here for our final uh, few questions before we uh, turn it over to the top of the hour and bring in your athletic director. Uh, so when you start to kind of put this, I guess, in, in a nutshell, you did just hire a brand-new football coach, which we've had Coach Fiedler has already joined us. Or he brought in, uh, you know, his significant other, and then they just had a baby. So you have a little young fox already uh, getting ready to to join the flock, if you will, there. But talk a little about that hire. Talk about how the success that you had in the basketball season. What a great uh, group of uh, basketball uh, success you had there during the winter. And, of course, a lot of excitement was building up on your spring sports. I really thought you guys were going to put a good run 
not only for the region, but have some state competition as well. Sure. Um, we're excited about our football hire. I think he's going to do a great job getting our kids ready to, to compete. And you know as well as I know, the 5A uh, level is not an easy area to compete. Um, and, you know, building a program, it, it doesn't take overnight. It's going to take some time, and it's going to take a great deal of effort. It's going to take a, a lot of, of leadership, a lot of meetings with kids, and making sure that the, the gentlemen buy in to, to the new program. Um, and a lot of a lot of community support, but I think we've got the guy to to do it. I think he's going to be a, a tremendous asset to our school program. Jumping in, um, his wife is joining him at Ashley Ridge. He's going to be teaching math for us. So, you know, the whole family's joining us, and I think that's that's important for for our program. So we're excited that he's going to be with us, and you know, we're looking forward to some really good things, some some good times this fall. Live right now with the principal from Ashley Ridge. She is the one and only, Ms. Karen Radcliffe, the first principal to join the show. So it's a lot of fun uh, to kind of get that first uh, of many to come up here, Dorchester, too, a very popular place to bring your kids for education. They thrive on excellence in the classroom, and they expect excellence on the football field, not only when you win, but when you lose. I have the opportunity to work closely with a lot of these men and women uh, throughout the season. Uh, Ms. Radcliffe, what we do is we always give our students a final opportunity as if you were standing at a podium, and every one of your students, which I would have believed the support that you guys have had on social media shows that you got a lot of those out there listening tonight along with your parents from AR. I would like you to take a few seconds, a few moments, if you will, and speak to your uh, student body, speak to the parents and your faculty, if you would. You know, it's, it's difficult times like this that, that I think really define who we are, and I think it defines us as being excellent. I think um, this entire year our, our thing was, our, our quote was, choose to be extraordinary. And this year I think our class of 2020, I think the entire Ashley Ridge 9 through 12 has really chosen to be extraordinary. And they have stepped up to, to make, make a change and make a difference within our community. Um, and I love them, and I miss them terribly. And, and I can tell you right now, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to see all their faces come back. And, and it better be August that I get to see all of them again. And, and let's try this again. And, you know, we're going to be successful. There's no doubt about it because we have amazing teachers. We have an amazing community. We have amazing parents, and we have phenomenal kids. So I miss y'all. I love y'all, and I can't wait to get back to normal. Ms. Radcliffe, let me ask you on the personal note, what's the first thing you do when you get back to the new normal? Uh, what's the first thing you can't wait uh, to get out of the house and go do? You know, I am not the most domestic of people. I am not the best cook. I can promise you that. I just want to go sit in a restaurant for crying out loud. That is all I want to do. Yeah, I, I can I can draw that, and I can tell you there's a lot of people that are tired of going through drive-through windows and trying to piece <laughs> together something to keep these kids happy. Because uh, it, it's been beneficial to a lot of those. But uh, I want to applaud you and uh, your faculty. I, I've been dealing with one of your administrators who helped put this all together. Uh, what a what a great help he has been. And when I put Absolutely. this thing out there, you know, I, I can't say it enough how much it really means for you to open your doors to us here at Southern Sports Central and. We're coming. Any day, open the gates and uh, unlock the opportunity for us to catch up. We'll do that. And like uh, I think we learned, we actually live in the same community. So you may see me running by your house one day as I hit four miles a day here. 
Well, good. Well, anytime you want to, just come on by. I love to share. Yes, ma'am. Well, have a great day. God bless you and your students and your faculty and all of your parents. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody take care. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the first of many principles as we start not only the Spotlight 2020, Eugene, we're also rolling in now to the campus tours next week. We head to the Fort, Fort Dorchester is where we're going to head out to next Sunday. So uh, Ashley Ridge kind of leads the way. We'll head over to another Dorchester two-county school, and who knows, maybe it's Somerville, maybe it's Oceanside, or maybe it's Berkeley. Uh, Eugene, what a great interview. She does such a great job, and she's so active and so uh, very pressurable in the, in the community, not only in, in just in her community where Ashley Ridge is built, but around Somerville. I mean, she has so much respect from the Somerville parents, the Fort Dorchester parents, and just anybody who sees her heart, which she believes that all over Twitter and uh, the social media when it comes to her athletes, Eugene. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like she said, that, uh, you know, the academics is the first and foremost, and, and as an administrator, as a principal, you know, who's in charge of all the faculty and basically, you know, the operations and, and everything from, from the time they turn the lights on to the time they turn lights off at night and, you know, everything that goes on after school's out and, and getting ready for the next day, you know, that academics is, is – is, is the key to it, but like she said, you know, the extracurriculars and the athletics, that's their cornerstone. That's their, their bridge to the community. That's their rally for support. That's how they, you know, promote the AR name. That's how they get, you know, people into buying into the culture and what they do. And, you know, I love the whole, you know, what she said, that we are AR, you know, and that, you know, you can tell just by listening to her that she is in it for the kids. She's in it for the program. Sure. She's in it for the success. She's in it for, you know, graduating, you know, the kids giving them the best opportunity, whether it be, you know, those that are that are strictly academic to those that are in fine arts or sports or, you know, any type of athletic uh, competition. You know, her goal is to develop the kids and give them the best opportunity, the best high school experience they can have, and that when they move on to the next level, whether it be college or, or you know, the workforce or whatever that may be, that they're ready and equipped and, and, and able to handle that next that next uh, job, and that um, you know you, you just hear someone who's brokenhearted, who's you know who her job is to you know prepare these folks, and you know every principal looks forward to that graduation. I've been a part of uh, several of them, you know, and uh, you know and, and I can give experience from recent graduations, having been to the Oceanside graduation, um, and that you know that's that was the principal's shining moment. That's when she gets to shake your hand and tell you, you did it. I didn't do it. Faculty didn't do it. You did it. And I'm just very, very proud of you to shake your hand, hand you that diploma, you cross that stage, and you're a graduate. That's something that, you know, growing up that family members had told me and and, and coaches and teachers that that's that one thing that no one can ever take away from you, whether it's high school, college, or whatever. No one can ever take away that diploma. You earned it. You know, that's based on 12 years of education plus kindergarten. And, you know, that's the work that's the day in, day out, 180 days a year uh, that you put in for 12 to 13 years, and you've earned it. And, you know, that's the principal shining moment. They give their speech. They talk about some, you know, some anecdotes and things like that, and they give some words of advice, words of encouragement, you know, and, and all that's being taken away from these principals. You know, that's their last time spend with some of these kids they've spent four years with 
you know, and they've gotten to know right. them personally, got to know parents, got to know, you know, what they're interested in, you know, if that helped them through some trials in life, whether it be, you know, in, in the classroom or on, on, on the field or in extracurricular activities or, you know, maybe they had a roadblock, uh, a roadblock or, or a speed bump and, you know, and some type of issue in high school. But, you know, the principals were there with you to get you to that next level. And, you know, it, it, she's sad for the athletes who didn't get to compete. But, you know, you hear a sadness in her voice, too, because she's not, she won't be able to shake that hand, hand those diplomas and say, you did it, and I am proud of you. You know, and you can tell that's a broken-hearted woman right there. Yeah, and again, I do want to thank uh, Ms. Radcliffe, the first principal of many that are going to be joining us week after week here on our campus tour and our Spotlight 2020. We continue to spotlight the senior athletes and had to forego their senior season due to the COVID-19, but uh, we're trying to just kind of get introductions to a lot of these schools around the area. Why not? You're not doing a whole lot. And uh, there's so many great individuals and a great educating base around the country, not just here in Somerville or Charleston or the communities lying around the great state of South Carolina. They're all around the, the world, as we know that uh, yeah, these principles, like you mentioned, this is their shining moment. And I'm not going to say they're not going to get that chance because uh, they're pretty creative around the world and they're very creative in AR. So they might not graduate on the stage today. They might not do it tomorrow, but who's to say in a few months, they can't do something. They can't have that one moment. Now, I can also go on and say that, you know, like Miss Radcliffe, she's born and raised, if I'm not mistaken, I know she spent a lot of her long life here at, at Somerville. So she knows these young individuals from their elementary days to their middle school days. They know She knows their parents who she may have uh, had some type of an educational effect on her as well. So, uh, you know, it's a very family-friendly environment between all the schools in the Somerville area that I have a chance to be around a lot more and some of the other ones, but uh, I do want to thank her and her staff, who, of course, uh, coming up out of break, we're going to head to the athletics department, and we'll head over, of course, uh, to the uh, athletic director, Randall Tucker, joins us at the top of the hour. So we'll head to a great break. We'll come back. We'll get in with Coach Tucker. We'll talk to him about his new hire and all the great things that are happening in Asher Ridge, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. We'll be right back. I can't begin to know him, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer, who'd have believed you'd come along? Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you.
And we're back from break, and we are up next. Uh, Richie is still on the line. He's down in Florida and taking care of some things. But uh, up next, we will have the Ashley Ridge Athletic Director, and we are looking to bring him in any moment now. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'll tell you what, he has been around for quite a while, and he's done some great things, not only with the athletes, but the coaches and just all around. And this is an athletic director that doesn't just talk about it. He goes out and he's in every event. I've seen him at soccer games. I've seen him at wrestling matches. I've seen him at track and field, basketball games, football, of course, baseball, of course, softball. You see him at those things. And I say, of course, because you expect to see the athletic director in the three major sports, which is going to be the baseball, the basketball, and the football for the guys. But these athletic directors that go above and beyond to show up to go to other events, you know, to me, it's, it's a big deal. It gives these guys an opportunity, you know, for them to show, not just tell their athletes, but to show them, hey, we're here, we're supporting you, and here any moment we'll get in here with uh, Coach Tucker and he'll talk to us about, uh, you know, the route that they went, the way that they went, of course, bringing on the new head coach out of Waccamaw. And I do believe we have them with us now live as we'll head back to the Camp Farm Hotlines. Coach Tucker, are you with us? I'm with you. Coach, first of all, it means the world to me for you to come on. I know we've talked about this, uh, I believe, at a it was either a uh, soccer match or something there over at Somerville when they were playing Ashley Ridge. And uh, to have the opportunity to get you in here with us, it was actually, I believe, the track meet, uh, the last yeah, track meet it that was. they had. So, uh, yeah, it was so one of the last events happen, that we actually got in. Well, let me ask you to kind of give us a rundown from the athletic point of view when it comes down to COVID-19 and, and kind of a recap and, and where we stand now as far as, you know, where is the spring guys? Of course, it looks like it's wrapped up. And we've gotten the word that, that the fall sports are now the new focus, and, and there's some limitations, but at least they're able to, able to do some things with some of our football players, the volleyball players, and those uh, fall sport athletes. Yeah, you know, we kind of – we. I guess we took sports for granted here uh, over the past few years, and then you get hit something like this, and it's totally unprecedented. And uh, you know, you feel terrible for all the all the kids, especially the the senior kids that were kind of moving towards the culmination of everything. Um, it was it, it was very uh, it was very quick and very sudden. Obviously, this kind of thing stopping, and we, you know, even when we were on the break, we kind of tried to hold out hope that we would be able to to get cranking back up and get some version of, of a season in. I know I've talked to a lot of the athletic directors in the region, just having a, a mid-shift region schedule on on the ready so that if we could, were able to do anything, we could we could get something in and maybe have a playoff and let those kids be able to play. But, you know, unfortunately, the the gavel fell, and, uh, you know, we, were, we weren't able to get any of it. We tried to – you know, show our appreciation and, and, and show our thank you to those kids. And, you know, now our sights are set for, for the summer and the and the workouts and everything that has to occur over the summertime uh, to get ready for the fall sports. And, and all the sports obviously use the summer to, to prepare in some way. So we're, we're hoping that uh, this kind of eases up and we're able to kind of get back to some sort of normal. But it's it's really a little bit too early to say of what's going to happen. Um, you know, all sights are set on – on June 1st to see what, what we're able to do. And um, if we are able to get going, we'll be ready. Uh, you know, all of our coaches are trying to virtually do as much as they can. But, um, you know, it's, it's not the same being able to get those kids together and start building the camaraderie around your team and that kind of stuff. Coach, 
My live right now at the athletic director from Ashley Ridge, his very own coach, Randall Tucker. He's running all the programs. He doesn't wear just a football hat or a basketball jersey. He wears everything from one end to the other extreme. There's never an offseason, literally, for our athletic directors, and we appreciate you, Coach, uh, giving time away from your family to join us here tonight for a few minutes to kind of introduce us to Ashley Ridge and introduce us to the Slump Foxes and the athletic department. As uh, you mentioned, of course, a uh, great job, and I know you and Coach Rutherford and uh, Coach Proud there at uh, Fort Norchester all were working together to try to put something, if need be, and it didn't work out for the spring, but now you, you do turn your lights to the fall. Uh, Zoom has been the new thing. Of course, uh, I know a lot of coaches are talking to their athletes that way. How are you handling uh, the athletic side of the world when it comes to uh, the eligibility? I know that's got to be something that's going to carry into the fall when it comes to the underclassmen. Even though we talk about the upper class and the seniors, I'm a little bit now talk from uh, the point of view of keeping these kids eligible because if they fall back come August, September, whether they go to school or not, if they're not eligible, they don't play. Yeah, that's right. And, and you really rely a lot on, on the head coaches um, watching over their kids and, and checking on their kids and making sure that, that everything is okay. And, um, and then also at our school, you know, our guidance department, our administrative department, you know, they're, they're not just watching over the athletes trying, because it's, you know, you're not seeing those kids face to face. So it is unprecedented. It's totally different um, than what we're used to. You know, usually as you check on kids, you know, when I see that guy tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I talk to him and try to light the fire under him and get going, but you're not going to see him tomorrow. You're going to have to go find him. So um, we rely on everybody, the head coaches, the, the, um, the administrative staff, the guidance counselors, um, all the all the teachers are trying to to watch out for the kids in their class, so it's really a uh, it's a team effort. It's a and I think that I think at every school you're kind of you're kind of dealing with the same thing. Uh, I don't think Ashley Ridge is any different. It's it's a large school. There's a lot of kids. There's a big a big staff and uh, a lot of moving parts to try to make sure that we watch out for the kids and and are looking out for them and are making sure that they're in the best position they can be when the when the year actually ends. And then when we get going again. Well, I've got the Ashley Ridge's own athletic director, Coach Randall Tucker, hangs out with us here on the hotlines here. We're, we're excited to get in here to talk to the Ashley Ridge of sports. Now, you just hired a brand-new football coach, and, boy, you couldn't have brought a guy in at one of the hardest situations. You didn't see it coming with the COVID-19. But tell us <laughs> a little bit about this coach coming from Waltham. We've had him on as a guest. He did a great job, and he's even – course had a baby since he's uh, joined the uh, staff over there with you guys but tell us a little bit who is Shane Fiedler and what is he bringing to the uh, Ashley Ridge family yeah coach Fiddler, um he he really set himself apart through the interview process and as we searched for someone uh and, and we were able to hire him you know just in time to kind of get his feet wet right before we had to shut everything down so he's had a, a very interesting beginning to uh 5A football head coach. Um, obviously, he's got a little experience as a head coach, which is which is very helpful at this point. But um, you know, you come in, you got all these plans of what you want to do, and then now nobody can meet. You got to send everybody home. And then, like you said, on top of that, he he had a baby, so he's uh, busily working from home. Uh, the good thing is, some of the stuff that helped him stand out in the interview process. He's a very creative guy. Problem solving guy. So a lot of these issues that have come up, you know, he's he's looked and seen what what is able to be done. Uh, he's networked in with a lot of people around the state so he can find what people are using and some of the strategies to um, 
to help out with with teaching kids what we need to teach virtually and um, even some of the some of the strength and conditioning stuff. He's worked very closely with with Coach B.J. Bellish and the and the strength staff, um, trying to get some some workouts and some virtual stuff to our kids so that we're at least uh, trying to keep up there. You know, you're you're worried about kind of falling back when it comes to the uh, the weight room and your strength and conditioning. So we like to stay on top of that as much as possible. But he's done a, an excellent job with that. Um, he's got a lot of uh, very hungry guy, and he's uh, doing a lot of stuff to try to get in the community and get to know the people. You know, obviously he's not from here, so he wants to get to know as many groups out there, uh, and anybody that can help the the Ashley Ridge football program, but also anybody that that we can reach out and, and help as well. Uh, he, you know, he's big into some of the community service and um, helping out with with the youth and and things like that so he, he really was the, the total package of what we were looking for um focused on a lot of the different aspects uh, obviously the the football and the and the wins and losses and all that stuff is important but you know you want to you want to have a quality culture and you want to have a guy that's going to be a leader and going to stand behind uh, you know the program as as it grows and and as it builds and someone that can that can oversee it we're live right now with the athletic director from Ashley Ridge, the Swamp Fox's very own. Coach Randall Tucker uh, joins us here on a beautiful Sunday night in the Carolinas as we are talking uh, football, baseball, basketball, a little bit of everything. But kind of, you know, with, with, with Coach Fiedler, he, he brings in uh, nothing but expectations on him because I've seen him dancing with the cheerleaders at a pep rally and walk them off playing with the band during the pep rally. So I, I expect to see that and much more. Uh, as we're going to be making some stops over there at Charles Pepper Alley here coming up in 2020. Uh, let's talk about Coach B.J. Bellish. I've had the pleasure of knowing Coach Bellish for a good long while, and, and what a first-class guy, first of all. One of the most well-dressed guys. It must be a family tradition because his brother <laughs> over there at Somerville, and those guys have probably the nicest here in the business when it comes to sports. But uh, we'll, we'll save that for another conversation. But one thing that Coach Bellish does do is he brings, uh, you know, a family-friendly, of course, his wife was, you know, she, she did some teaching and she did some coaching over there at Ashley Ridge as well. Uh, and, of course, his kids and what they bring to the family over at Ashley Ridge. But when it comes to strength and conditioning, and I watched him coach baseball. James Reese is one of his big guys that now plays for the New York Yankees, and he's got a few dozen other guys that have done some great things on and off the field. But he means so much to this program. He's been very selfless and, and stayed on the staff. He's working out, I know, with certain position players in football, but his car and his passion is in the weight room. Tell us how important he is for him sticking around and, and just playing whatever role that, that he, you need him, he's willing to do. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's he's been at the school since it started. I would say he's probably the heart and soul of the athletic program. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that's that's worn, that wears a lot of hats. He's worn a lot of different hats. Uh, he's had to fill some gaps over the years in, in different programs that we've had. Um, but, yeah, then when it comes to the weight room, he, he's on it. You know, you ask the kids, they, they've all heard Body by Bellish a million times. Um, he, he's a guy that he, he builds a rapport with the kids. He does a good job of trying to continue the the coach's efforts of of getting the, the culture right and getting the buy-in from the kids in a different um, setting than what they're normally in, you know, whether it's the whether it's the football field or the weight room or the tennis court or whatever it might be. You know, he gets those kids in a little different setting, but he's able to to still echo what those coaches and what those head coaches want and what they're trying to trying to instill in their programs. 
So he really uh, he works well with all the different head coaches that we have. Uh, obviously, he's got a, uh, a good pedigree himself as far as a head coach goes. So um, a lot of our younger head coaches have someone that they can they can lean on there that is not only doing the strength and conditioning, but but has done what they've done, what they're trying to do. Um, so he's he, he really brings a, a lot to the table. I mean, definitely one of the most valuable people that we have within our program. Um, and I think one of the most respected when it, when it comes to, you know, when you're talking to Ms. Radcliffe about the kids coming back and, and visiting and, and uh, talking to you, you know, he's going to be at the top of the line for the, the guys that uh, the people want to come back and visit, you know, the, the male athletes, female athletes, it, you know, it doesn't matter. He, he touches all of them no matter what sport, you know, whether it's cross country kids, football kids, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, he's, he's just, he, he's able to build those relationships and those connections with all the different student athletes that we have. And I don't think anybody goes through the athletic program at Ashley Ridge without being affected by him. Live right now with the athletic director from Ashley Ridge high school, Randall Tucker. Coach Tucker joins us for the first of many. We're excited uh, coach. First of all, to have the, uh, tour start over there at Ashley Ridge and that opens the door and the gates and the opportunities for us to highlight your athletes for throughout the rest of 2020 and going forward from here on out, which tonight we're actually going to get in here with a couple of your uh, athletes. One is Blaze Dampier. He's going to be heading to Shaw University to play soccer. And then after that, we're going to hear with Jessica Johnson. She's a track star heading to Clemson. But when you talk about this class of 2020 graduating Coach Tucker's what would you say would be a great definition of this senior class that separates them from everybody else? Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's been a very um, hard working class. You know, it's it's um, it was sad to see the you know the the spring sports season end, especially as quickly as it did. I mean, like I you know like you were saying earlier, we spoke a little bit at that first track meet. And, you know, that was the only track meet I was able to go out and see. So half of the kids that. Uh, you know, you want to, you'd like to see him perform. I wasn't even able to, to watch that happen. So, you know, it's obviously disappointing that all that stuff um, occurred and kind of affected that. But, uh, you know, this, this was a, a hardworking group. There was, there was a lot of diversity. You know, we had a lot of, we've had a lot of uh, head coach turnover and um, different things go on here towards the end of, of those athletes' careers. But, you know, a lot of them have been, on uh, a number of, of quality teams and quality programs. Uh, we've had a number of region championships over the, over the last three or four years that a lot of those kids have, have been a part of. So, you, you know, you're excited that they got to experience some, some highs. Uh, you know, you're disappointed that, you know, it's kind of all pulled out very quickly and very abruptly at the end. But, um, you know, it, they, they have, they have continued to work. You know, I, I know that, a number of the the spring sport kids, just like the rest of us, were were hoping that that something would happen, and they kept working. And I think that's a that's a testament to them that that they were able to to keep at it and keep working, even though they, you know you weren't sure if anything if you were going to be able to come back or not. So you know I, I think it's it's a hard working group, and I think that they will they will continue to do that. And um, you know I hope a lot of the the classes to come kind of see this as an example that that you can't take it for granted and uh you know it's just like normally we deal with this with a kid here or there with a with an injury where it it takes them out and they lose their season or you know maybe their senior year things like that but um you know obviously to have it happen to everyone at one time uh that's very eye-opening and and you know i think the lesson there is you know you got to 
you got to always be ready and you got to continue to work and, and you don't take those things for granted. Live right now with the athletic director from Ashley Coach Randall Tucker, joining us for just a few more minutes. Uh, Coach, you mentioned something just moments ago, and, and I know you talked about the coaching changes around uh, Ashley Ridge, but have you ever seen, I believe we were up to about 19 <laughs> coaching changes in high school football in the low country. It was uh, very unusual. What was your thoughts when you started seeing a lot of these coaches say, hey, either A, they're just stepping out and step, they're done, or just moving to another school? Yeah, I mean – Definitely unprecedented too. I think um, you know the the number at one time you're you're looking around. It's easier to count the people that have a coach than the people that don't. Um, very odd. Uh, you know, year in and year out, you never really know. Um, it's funny because there's there's some other sports this year where I didn't see you know like basketball. I haven't seen any turnover at all really in the low country. And then you know football, like every job ends up being open in some way or, or every program being affected in some way as well. Um, so, no, it, it, it's been very, very surprising. Uh, you know, we, we were obviously found ourselves right in the middle of all that. And, uh, you know, there were, there were a few vacancies when ours became open and then there was a few more after ours was open. So um, it was, it was definitely interesting. And I know I was, uh, I was on the phone with a lot of different athletic directors going through the same thing. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to vet people and, and, and check on uh, references and different things like that. And, you know, you're, you're asking questions. Well, a lot of them are asking questions right back. They have, they have questions about people that, that you may know as well. So it was, it was definitely odd um, to be in the same boat with so many people. Um, and, you know, I guess a good opportunity for some folks to, to move into some jobs because they're, they're not always that, that easy to get. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see next year. I know that's one, that's another, carry over for this situation you know our, our guys trying to prepare for a number of schools that have new coaches so you don't really know what to expect and now you it's harder to prepare for it so just one more wrinkle in in all this and one more thing to deal with yeah i would agree with you coaches we're live right now wrapping up the interview with Ashley region's very own coach randall Tucker, the athletic director over there with the swamp foxes and again we want to thank him and everybody for welcoming us in in the den and hanging out with them here for a couple of hours here tonight as we've got some athletes, the principal and now the athletic director with us here on air with us for our campus tour 2020. Coach, uh, if you've got some young ones out there listening, and I'm pretty sure you've got some of your football players, the juniors, upcoming seniors, that would be, and, and, and going back towards sophomore and freshman, what do you suggest that they need to be doing right now? Because there is the fear that I have, you know, playing sports and growing up in this atmosphere that they're losing weight. They're, they're definitely able to do push-ups and do certain things. Not all of them can afford to make gyms in their, in their garages or buy them and put them in their rooms. So while they may be running, it's a different type of weight they're putting on. Uh, what do you suggest as far as safety is concerned, and how concerned are you when it comes to this upcoming season with these kids going to be built maybe a little bit smaller than, than the years in the past? Yeah, you know, you want them to, you know, just stay in shape, do as much, do as much running, eating, try, you know, nutrition, everything you can do. Um, you know, the the guys that have been a part of of our our athletic program, um, all of our male and female athletes, you know, they have at least been able to kind of experience how things are done, and you know, they've been in the weight room, they've learned some different stuff. So you can try to from your home, be able to, you know, do the push-ups, do the pull-ups, do the different, do the different things that, that you've learned how to do. And, and you know, the, 
you know, the quantities and the different stuff to do. But some of the younger kids that haven't, haven't gone through that yet, it's a little more unknown for them. Um, you know, we're, we're trying, you know, most of our athletes that are at the high school, they're in the weight room during the day, like strength and conditioning, the PE class is one of their classes. So, you know, they're getting a lot of the, the reps and, and the different plans sent home to them, just like they're getting math and English and any other stuff like that. So, you know, if, if they can just do those things, lean on Coach Bellish, lean on the uh, lean on Coach Hoff, lean on any of the strength and conditioning coaches that they have, and um, you know, try to do as much as you can. But I agree with you. You know, we we don't really know what to expect as we come back. The uh, the conditioning can be an issue. The 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 size and strength can be an issue, and and everybody's in the same boat with all that. So it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Um, I think those those kids that are hungry and they have they have a goal and they have dreams and they want to move on and, and play at the next level. Well, now's the time where you can really kind of get ahead of some other folks. It, you know, it, it, it's, it takes a little extra to to get up and do it on your own than it does to to go to the class and have the person there driving you. So I think you know for those people, I think you got to get out and, and you got to do as much as you can do and stay hungry. Yeah, I think coach, for the first time in a long time, we're going to actually see who stayed home and and became the master on the video game and who actually became a creative uh, power lifter there. <laughs> because you can't hide it. Coming out in September, they're either going to be in shape or they're not. I know there's a lot of virtual workouts, and Coach Bellish is one of the best at getting it out there. There was a big challenge going through with push-ups and things like that, which I saw the two-man shoe going on with Coach Bellish, and uh, a lot of the coaches getting creative with TikTok. And I think that's cool that they're using social media to – to not only motivate these kids, but they're bringing their families in, and that was neat with the draft. Let me ask you this, because you are a sports guy. What did you like most about the draft this year in comparison to the past? Oh, I thought they did an excellent job. You know, you didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, you can't you can't really stimulate all the all the boo birds and everybody in the crowd going crazy and all that. But um, you know, I thought, thought they gave you a lot of a lot of different looks. Um, it was cool to see the the executives and things kind of having to work from home and you saw the, the human side of them sitting there with their families and, and their children and all that, trying to, trying to do their job. And, you know, we all think about the, the Sundays and uh, you know, the games and all that, but you know, there's a lot, of the, a lot of the family stuff behind it. And, you know, and you, you get to see the, you get to see the families of the, of the kids drafted, you know, usually either at the draft or whenever they do the, the looks in the living room, those kind of things. But it was cool to kind of see the side of it too from the employee standpoint. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a excellent job and I thought, you know, obviously everybody's kind of starved for sports. If you're one of those folks that, you know, live and died by ESPN a few months ago, it's you know, there's there's not as much content out there now. There's not games you can just flip on. So um, you know, I appreciated the them them throwing that in there and, and keeping it scheduled and and um doing a great job with it. Yeah, I think everybody comes out with us to sports trivia when this thing's finally said and done, Coach Sucker, because we've watched enough 30 for 30s and, and all these different headlines. It's been quite a uh, quite a trip. Uh, Coach, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do a virtual uh, opportunity for you here. You're sitting here, you're on the, the podium, and you've got everybody from your 2020 class of the seniors sitting in front of you. What message would you give these young people as if you were standing at graduation ready to send them off to the world? Yeah, I, I mean, I would just tell them to, you know, you got to keep working, you know, over the over the next generations. 
crazy, crazy things and serious things. You've had world wars and all kinds of different stuff. So, um, you know, you don't always get a fair shake at it, you know, especially what you're expecting to have happen. And, you know, like I said before, you just, you can't take for granted the opportunities that you have. Um, you know, I, the, the class of 2020, you know, they'll graduate, they'll move on, you know, they'll continue, we'll continue to have doctors and lawyers and everything else out of this group. And, um, you know, the, the future is still bright, even though you've, you've gone through some adversity in terms of, you know, missing out on some things, not just through athletics, but just throughout your, your high school wrapping up the, you know, the, the final year with the prom and the graduation, all the different stuff that kind of comes with, with being a senior and closing it out and, and the, and the number of months that, that you've had to kind of spend with your, with your classmates here at the end, some of that's been taken away, but, you know, it's, it's still, you know, the future's bright out there. And, you know, I, I think if you, if you just keep working and you use this as a, as a lesson to, to be ready when you have opportunity, um, you know, I think that'll, that'll take you a long way. Coach, again, I want to thank you and all of your uh, coaches who have always, uh, I've been very blessed to know, I think about everybody, bringing in Coach Fiedler. I knew him previous, so that was kind of a, a, an extra there. But all of your coaches from any arena that they play on have always welcomed us. And uh, I've gone uh, to, to love them all individually as they bring so much to our community, to our neighborhood. And uh, you, of course, uh, you know, you really don't have an offseason, as you can tell. Uh, if, if there's a sport to be played, it, it's something that I can tell you, not a lot of directors show up to every event, but I've yet to be in an event and not seen you, be it at Somerville, be it at Fort, be it wherever, uh, supporting the guys and the girls. And for that, I, I thank your family for giving you time or giving their time so that you can go do that. And I personally appreciate it. But uh, definitely want to get you uh, back on as much as possible, and I uh, hope that you guys stay safe, and we'll catch up uh, again here shortly. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I think this is uh, this is very important what you're doing, you know, especially in this time. But you know, appreciate the coverage and um, time and the and the effort that you give to to do shout outs to the kids. Um, you know, you've got a couple good ones coming on now from from Ashley Ridge a little later here, so. Um, we appreciate appreciate you putting all that stuff together. Also, I'd like to give a little shout out to um, to Coach Hayes over at Wando High School. And my prayers are up with him. You know, I know he's he's been going through some stuff. I'm sure you saw on Twitter they did a little birthday celebration for him the other day. Um, but that was that was my first boss in the business, so I definitely wanted to put something out there for him. No doubt about it, Coach. I appreciate you giving him some love. We we did the same on our last show Thursday night and. You know, unfortunately, there's a coach up in Greer. There's a coach at Oceanside. And now, of course, uh, the coach over there at Wando, they're dealing with uh, very dangerous times with COVID and cancer. It, it's two uh, situations that you don't ever want them to connect. So, uh, you know, I did think that was a, a very incredible parade that they did. Uh, as you see people getting creative, I just hope that people remember this, Coach. Remember where we were when, right? We've said this so many times before. <laughs> remember when things get back to the new normal, let's remember it could go back to this if we're not careful. And then uh, you always say this, but finally we get a chance to say, I told you so, play every game like it's your last game, huh, Coach? That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's it, you know, it's, it's hard for all of us, anybody in any aspect of life. You know, it's, it's easy to take those things for granted. So it's a good lesson for everyone. And, um, you know, whether you're a kid out there, or parents, whatever it might be, uh, you know, it's you just never know what can happen. 
Well, Coach, we really appreciate it. Go be with the family and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And uh, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much. My pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. He is the athletic director for Ashley Ridge High School. It's a 5A program in the great state of South Carolina, located in Somerville, South Carolina. It is one of the top ten, if I'm not mistaken, uh, programs. Eugene, I know you're getting ready to play us some music here to go to break because coming out of break, you and I are actually going to have a chance to uh, interview uh, Blaze Dapier. Now, you got a name like Blaze. you got to be big. So we'll talk to him coming oh, out yeah. of break. Oh, yeah, that's He's definitely an athletic university. name, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Colt McCoy, you know, there's just certain names that you got to you gotta be somebody. You can't, you can't be Blaze and be boring. But we'll talk to Blaze here in a few. We'll, we'll get some chances to uh, kind of figure out why he chose the sport he chose and, and, and all the positions. And, again, I'm going to lean on you. i got to interview him. You and I are going to share some duties here tonight. I appreciate you back at the studio pushing some buttons. Uh, I do want to thank Miss Radcliffe. She joined us at 630. She's the principal over there at Ashley Ridge. Just got off the phone, of course, with the athletic director. Coach Tucker, and uh, as he said, he uh, got his first opportunity uh, with the uh, athletic director over there at Wando, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with all the coaches uh, around our area, Greer, South Carolina, over in Mount Pleasant, they've got uh, Wando's and, uh, of course, Oceanside's uh, position coach, all dealing with cancer right now, and uh, it's very hard. These guys cannot leave their homes. They do not get the opportunity to get the normal treatments that they normally would get. This could alter them on certain lists. I mean, there's so many things that are going to come out of this thing, guys. Uh, While well, I understand the numbers to some of you may be excitingly getting lower, and one, you know, minus one is, is always going to be a good number. However, you know, it's a long-term effect. We talked a little bit about that, that we won't even see some of this stuff until later on. I'm talking August, September, and into 2021. And then this thing is, is going to die off during the summer because of the heat. We're not careful in the fall months and into the winter months. This thing can come back twice as strong, and that's not what we want to talk about. So uh, go ahead and cue up some music there. We'll head to a quick break. We come back. We're going to get into our Spotlight 2020, where we'll head catch up with one of the seniors from the spring sports who had to forego his senior season thanks to the COVID-19. Mr. Of course, uh, one and only Blaze Daffy is going to join us right here next on Southern Sports Central. We'll be right back. I'm 
really got to have like a big frame to try and, you know, keep uh, opposing defenders off you and good speed to outrun them also. So a striker is one you, you cover really, because I know when my daughter played, she was a defender and she used to score a lot, but they moved her back to defense because that's kind of where she found she's wanted to prevent the other team from scoring. But, you know, for a striker, you have to cover a lot of the field because you're on the offensive side of the field, but you also have to get back and play a little defense too. So, you know, conditioning-wise, you guys have to be at the top of your game. I'm sure, you know, the strikers have to be one of the most conditioned guys on the field. Yeah, definitely. Also, the center mids are have to be pretty well-conditioned too, running box-to-box box pretty much across the whole field. That's awesome. Now, uh, you know, we heard you're committed to Shaw University. Tell us a little bit about Shaw, uh, why you chose Shaw, you know, what what brought you to Shaw, and uh, a little bit about what you're looking forward to going up there to do. Right. So, um, Shaw University is in Raleigh, North Carolina. I currently live in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, Coach Randy McClure has always, you know, make sure my admissions were straight. Um, I was – you know, I've been on top of my game, my junior and senior year. He's always just been keeping in touch with me. If any problems, he's solved them. So, really, I've just been kind of drawn to the head coach. I unfortunately don't know a lot about Shaw, but because of the COVID-19, I wasn't able to tour or anything like that. But uh, he's, he, he seems like a great coach, a great guy, and um, I'm really excited to go up, there, go up there and meet him. Also, so I'm studying – education up there i'm not sure what grade level or anything but i'm thinking elementary school probably that's cool do you want to teach a subject or are you interested in like you know teaching or teaching coaching or, or what are you interested in you know for elementary education um well i'm, I'm not so so set on elementary education i was hoping to maybe become an athletic director over the years and maybe maybe coach soccer or football or special teams or something like that first before any of that. That's or, awesome. I mean, after that Did you play other sports other than soccer growing up? Uh, I played some baseball. Uh, I didn't really get into football. I just started recently playing my junior and senior year because we needed a punter, so I ended up doing that. But I've just been – I've kind of played a lot of sports like my uh, in my childhood. Gotcha. I – did you play punter for actually? Uh, actually uh, excuse me for um, for the small boxes. Yes, did you play? You, yes, so sir, you were a punter for the varsity team. Awesome! Now oh, you're yes, speaking sir, uh, my game. What, what's your best punt and hang time? Uh, hang time was probably about four seconds in the air, and distance-wise, it's probably I don't know. My farthest one would probably have to be fifty, fifty-five yards. I'm, I'm sure. Wow, that's awesome. So, uh, no look to the punter, huh, for college level, or are you just focused on soccer? Yeah, I'm really just focused on soccer. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, punting is uh, something that's been a bugaboo for me. I have one kid that I trained that's now up at Newberry that can bomb some bomb some balls, and, you know, they're actually, you know, talking about possibly going next level for him. But, you know, he's a 6'4", 220 kid. What's your, give us your height and weight. I'm six four, two hundred pounds right now. Oh man, that's a pretty big soccer player as well. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm assuming this this guy, the goalie you were probably facing, it's all you coming. Was probably uh, a little hesitant on uh, bodying you up there inside the box. So I'm sure you probably had some moves. So, but uh, so what's your best yeah. move, man? Talk, talk to us about your best move on the soccer field. 
Uh, probably just probably just the scissor. You know, I can get people pretty feet, a pretty uh, quick feet work, so I can make that work. Sometimes get around my opponent. Speaking of footwork and training, what are you doing now to train? You know, to, to be sure you're ready to go when you hit Shaw University. Uh, there's not much I can do. There's not a lot of gyms open, but I'm I'm going on runs. I'm doing push-ups, sit-ups. You know, everything at the at home gym. That's awesome. My uh, my kicker there at um, at Oceanside that I've trained for a couple of years. Uh, you know, he was he was a very good field goal and extra point kicker, and he kicked off his junior year. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's actually headed up to Johnson and Wales on a scholarship. Um, so real proud That's of Chris. Nice. But uh, you know, I know he's done a lot of running, and you know, every time I see him, he actually came out to kick some footballs with me the other day just for fun. You know, I looked at him, I was like, man, you're dropping weight, but. You know, he's up to running uh, uh, several miles a day. Are you uh, doing a lot of conditioning like that to keep yourself in shape? Yeah, I mostly do long-distance running, just around the little loop I have out, outside in my house. That's cool. And what are you doing for nutrition-wise? Uh, I don't really have anything set right now, but I'm not eating anything like a bunch of junk food, or. but I'm not on a set diet or anything right now. Yeah, I know a lot of the guys that, that, you know, are very athletic, especially the soccer guys that are used to running a lot. You know, kind of most of them that I know of stick to a pretty strict diet. You know, they try to keep in shape and keep their body weight kind of, you know, plateaued or, or their physical or right. body, you know, in certain shapes that they can maintain um, because it's a very it's a very endurance sport. You know, it's, it's much right. like the long-distance runners like you mentioned. And, um so, you know, going into this year, uh, you know, as we all know, your senior season was canceled, uh, and I'm sure you had some pretty lofty goals set for yourself. Like you said, you you know, your sophomore year was cut short. You had your junior year. Your senior year, you know, got off to a good start, and then all of a sudden it's cut short. You know, so looking back on your career at, as a Foxman, um, if there was something you could leave for your teammates, coaches, classmates, whatever, you know, what What little bit of advice would you give them? Now, you've faced so much adversity, you know, through injury and, and now a, a senior season cut short. So what, what advice would you leave for, like I said, it could be for your teammates, you know, those guys right. coming up, your fellow seniors or coaches. Now, what would you say to those folks? I would just say process, really. Uh, everything happens for a reason, and it's all going to work out for the better. That's awesome, man. And, um, like you said, you know, you, you had this great reputation or great rapport with this coach up at Shaw. Now, um, you said, have you visited the campus? I know you said you really haven't got a chance to tour. What do you know about the campus no, up there in uh, Raleigh? I really don't know much about it. Uh, like I said, we weren't able to tour. I was going to. We actually had one set, and then um, everything started closing down, and then, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't able to. So, how was the offer communicated to you? Um, it was the. Uh, I'm pretty sure the co- the Shaw coach texted me. Uh, one day, talking or it might have been on a phone call. I believe it was on a phone call, and he was very excited. He was just, please, we'd love to have you on the team. Uh, you know all that good stuff. So I was very excited as well. Awesome. 
and Raleigh's a, a pretty fun city. I don't know if you've had a chance to, you know, just to go up to Raleigh or, or to check out the city. You know, it's actually pretty cool. It's in the middle of North Carolina, but, you know, there are a lot of things going on. There's uh, some other larger universities, you know, with NC State in town and things like that. Yeah. What are you looking forward to when you get to Shaw? Um, I actually met someone, like met a, a friend that at one of the camps that I was going to at Presbyterian College. He um he's a goalkeeper, so he actually committed to Shaw University also. So I'm just really looking to get closer with my teammates and you know have some fun the four years I'm there. Well, that sounds cool. Like you already know somebody that's going. Um, you know, yeah. do you guys uh, plan to be like roommates or something like that? Have y'all talked about that so that you kind of have some type of connection and familiarity, or or what do you th- what do you have planned uh, next for you know, your your whole trip and move up there? Yeah, so me and him have each other's numbers. We're texting constantly. Uh, there's a group chat that the um, Coach McClure made that um, all the soccer recruits and all the um, teammates from before are on. And, you know, we're we're chatting it up. We're having a good time. Yeah, and, and I noticed that from, like I said, you know, I follow obviously Chris's, um, you know, Twitter account, and there's some athletes that have, committed to play for Johnson and Wales and stuff like that. And those guys are linking up. So I imagine you're kind of, you know, watching the social media and see who's coming in to try to get to know those folks. But um, so have they communicated with you any possible movement dates or, or is it still up in arms or do you kind of have an idea of when you're headed up to Raleigh? Um, they said something about August, but they're not so set on that. Um. Yeah, I'm really not sure of when we're we're allowed to pack it up and go up there. Well, what do you have uh, going back to you know your high school? What do you have left to complete? Are are you almost done with your academics? I mean, I, I know a lot of seniors. I have a son who's a sophomore at academic magnet, and he's almost done with his uh, academics for the year. Are you uh, tidying up things? Are you almost done, or what do you have left to do there? Uh, I've pretty much done everything I've needed to. I need, I have one more PowerPoint that I need to finish and one more essay that I have to finish. They're all due on May 15th, I believe. That's cool. Do you have any AP exams or anything like that you're preparing for? No, sir. Well, I will tell you this, you know, I know you said that one of your goals might be, you know, you, you, you're not quite sure, but one of your goals might be to become a athletic director one day. You know, I know we've had a soccer player and a couple of cross players and a golf uh, player who's interested in going into some type of athletics like that, you know, and, and Rich and I have always thrown it out there and said, if you guys are ever home during the summer and, and looking for an internship, want to get involved with athletics, you know, we'd certainly love to have you here on Sports uh, Southern Sports Central and and, uh, you know, the door's always open for you to call when you get up there and let us know how it's going. You know, invite us up to a game. You know, we'll definitely do our best, especially if maybe you're playing a team closer to South Carolina or something like that. You know, we're yeah. always here to support you guys. We're definitely here to support you guys. And I don't know if you were listening earlier. We had your principal on. We had your athletic director on. You know, they were talking about, you know, the high school and and, and the teachers there. Um, I want to press it a little bit and take it off a little bit of athletics. Uh can you talk to us about a let, – let's just say let, – let's give us either an experience with a, something in academics or a faculty member or a teacher there that actually really has meant a lot to you, maybe influenced you, 
It could be a coach, um, something like that. Somebody that's just really made a positive impact in your life, in your high school career. Uh, probably Miss Emerson. She was my Spanish teacher in eighth grade, and then she ended up moving to the high school level. It was my Spanish teacher there, and then I had her for leadership one and two, um, which is basically like we do a thing called Big Fox, Little Fox, where the the high school kids go to the elementary school, and we help out in the um, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, whatever uh, grade you want to teach. Or not teach, just help out. And so we do that. And she was my Spanish teacher for another year after that. And so she's just been a really, really positive influence on me. Well, you know, that that's amazing. And, and that kind of possibly fueled your interest in, in the going into that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, she definitely set me on the right path with school, soccer, education being my major, just a lot of things. And, you know, um, Coach Tucker, the athletic director there, mentioned the um, the strength and conditioning coach. Do you guys train with the strength and conditioning program there? We don't have a set – well, the soccer team doesn't have a set, like lifting, like uh, out-of-school lifting, but we do have our own class period where we get to lift. We have summer lifting. But it's definitely not as, like, intense as, like, the football weight class or anything like that. But we do have weights and stuff. All right, cool. When um, how many seniors, fellow seniors, do you have with you on the soccer team? Five other seniors. And uh, are any of them going to college, or do any of them have offers, or or what's the plan for some of your classmates there, the seniors that are graduating from Master Ridge? Uh, I'm not sure about the soccer team. I know one, Austin Smith. He does. I think he has an offer for wrestling and uh, uh, special teams like kicking down in uh, an Alabama school. I'm not sure what school exactly, but I know he's going there for kicking and wrestling. So that's cool. That's really cool, man. Um, so, and, and it, it's kind of interesting that you told me you, you came in to punt. Was that uh, some coaches coming to you and said, Hey man, we need to fulfill a need here. Cause usually for a striker, that's not really a punting thing. So I'm kind of fascinated about that, you know, Usually the punters would be like the goalie guys, you know, because they're used to grabbing the ball, you know, and uh, yeah. flipping it there pretty quickly and sending it, you know, to the other side of the field, kind of flipping the field, so to speak. So, uh, you know, what what, what I'm kind of interested personally in what got you into that. It was really just like my friends and like uh, – I wouldn't call it teammates at that point, but my soon-to-be teammates, they kind of came to me. They were like, yo, we need a punter. We need someone to – we need someone to do kicking maybe also. So they kind of recruited me to come to the football team, start punting, start being out there for special teams. Were you able to do football in the fall as well as the club team? Or did you do a club team for soccer in the fall? Yes, sir. I was at uh, Charleston Batter. Okay. So do you know Chris Haynes from um, promotion side? Cause I know he had worked out with them a little bit and then he did some of the Kenoy stuff, but um yeah, he, he would come to football practice and then do his special teams and then kind of take off and go to soccer. So I'm kind of used to that, yeah, and uh, that's kind of been the rule for that. Yeah, that's kind of how – kind of what I did too. I uh, I did football, and then I went straight from football straight to soccer. 
Yeah, and I can imagine because, you know, when the when he would come in for the field goal and the extra point day, it was kind of on a kick count. It was kind of like, all right, get you out of here and off your feet, you know. It was kind of like, get those cleats off, man. Get your sneakers back on and get to practice because he had to run off the field and go run for another yeah. hour and a half playing soccer. But, you know, I mean, it's grueling for you guys to do two sports at one time. But, you know, I'm really glad that your coach is able to make it work. And, uh, you know, hats off to you, man, for the commitment to do two sports you know, for stepping up to help out your team and your school in another sport, man, because, you know, it's valuable. I mean, a punter is so valuable. Um, you know, personally, I met with our new head coach at Oceanside. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with Coach Call. He came from Somerville, you know, and he, I coach special teams, and he told me that the one thing that he wants to have a hands on is the, uh, the punting game because it's so crucial to a game. So, hats off for you for, uh, you know, taking on a new sport that late in your career and, uh, you know, kind of toting the, toting the rock there, so to speak, and uh, booting it down there because it's such a valuable weapon, man. It can just change the outcome of a game or at least protect a lead or, or whatever. But uh, yeah. hats off to you, man, for your commitment, not only to uh, your sport of soccer, but to your commitment to your school, you know, to, to join a new sport and to try something like that, man. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, strength and endurance to do that, you know, and maintain your, you know, your club sport and things like that. So, um Hats off again to you. Um, you know, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're set academically and you're ready to roll. Um, so, what's next for you? Uh, leaving uh, Ashley Ridge as it is. You know, your, you know, your principal came in and said your last day was March 15th. So, um, you know, I know you guys are missing graduation and prom, but uh, I, I will ask you to leave with this. You know, what was your experience? Did you were you able to experience the parade Friday night? And what was your thoughts on that? I actually wasn't able to experience the parade. I was at work. I work at Lowe's Foods yesterday. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, man. That's one of those uh, at-need uh, jobs. So you're a crucial employee, man. But, um, you know, <laughs> hey, your biggest achievement to date in becoming an adult is your high school graduation. And uh, congratulations to you, your teammates, and, and, you know, and to your parents. You know, it's, it's not easy playing a high school sport with all the commitment level sounds like you know you've held it down academically you have a job outside of uh school and sports you know hats off to you be able to manage all that and i'm sure you have a great support at home um so you know i'll actually ask you one more thing if you could say something to your parents and and those that have supported you what would you say uh leaving them with as a senior 2020 your walk-off speech what would you say to your parents and those who support you I just thank them. You know, I appreciate their, their help along the way, everything, all their criticism, their support, everything. Well, that's awesome, man. And uh, we'll let you roll on that. And uh, we'll head to a break and bring in one of your uh, classmates there coming up at the uh, top of the hour. And um, I just want to thank you for all you've done. I know you've experienced a lot. You've had to forego a lot. You know, it's hard. You're the, probably the first graduating class and who knows how long in this country who didn't get the experience that walking that stage and getting that diploma. But, you know, we had your principal on earlier and she's just very, very brokenhearted that uh, she didn't give, she didn't have that opportunity to hand you that diploma to shake your hand and congratulate you. But everyone here at sports central, those listening, you know, some nights we have about 34, 35,000 people who listen in and, you know, we all just want to stand behind you and say, congratulations, you know, thankful for all you do for, for your school for the faculty there, you're a great ambassador for the school, and um, we just wish you the best of luck. The door is open. 
you know, when you get up to show off, you want to call back in and tell us what's going on. Invite us to have us up for a game to come and, and see you, man. You know, we'll definitely just make sure we come see you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right. Well, we appreciate the time, uh, time away from your family and possibly some school stuff and, uh, you know, your personal training and everything else, man. And uh, congratulations to you on graduating. Congratulations to you on the next step at Shaw University. They're getting a great one. Looking forward to you scoring a bunch of goals and winning some games. And take care. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, that was Mr. Blaze. What a name. What a name. If you got a name like Blaze, you should be able to burn up and down the field and score. So uh, we're going to head to a break, and when we come back, we're going to have some more Ashley Ridge athletes coming up. folks and we're back that was mr blaze from ashley ridge who's headed up to shaw university on a soccer scholarship and uh we're looking forward to watching his career up there up next we have tracked down actually miss jessica johnson who is a track star at ashley ridge who will be heading up to clemson and she will be coming on in just a second with richie and we will try to bring her in right now 
Uh, Miss Johnson, are you on? Hello. Awesome. Hello. We are glad to have. Hey, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here, and uh, so we have heard that you are headed up to Clemson University to run track. Uh, talk to us a little bit about who you are, uh, what sport or what events you compete in there at Asher Ridge, and uh, what you're hoping to compete in up at Clemson. Um, so, yeah, I am Jesse or Jessica Johnson. I do high jumps at school, and that's what I'll be doing up at Clemson next year. Um, we're looking into different events, hopefully, but we're going to really, like, work on and perfect high jump. And, um, yeah, that's, like, about it, I think. That's awesome. So uh, what's your career high for the high jump? Um, the highest that I've jumped, my personal record, my PR, is um, five six. Wow, that's that's a, <laughs> I can't even imagine less jumping over my head. I'm about five six myself, so you know yeah, you can jump I over me. Well. So that's it's pretty crazy. impressive. What's that? Oh, I am five six as well, so it's pretty like weird to think about. <laughs> that's really cool. So, how long have you been jumping? Um, you know, when did you start? At what age? And uh, you know, what what's your career been like doing the high uh, the high jump? Um, so last year I started track. Um, I came in about mid season, uh, towards the end of March and I'd never done it before. Um, and so it pretty much took off really fast after that. I started high jump like towards the end of March and I was at the state championship within the first week of May last year. So it like came and went really fast. What did you do before you got into the high jump or, or the track and field? Um, so I primarily dance, but I've done almost like every sport growing up. Um, I come from a very like athletic background and family, and so. But my what took up most of my time was definitely dance. All right, cool. Well, uh, you said you come from an athletic background and family. Uh, what are some of the uh, Give us some of that background, you know, who competed in what and, uh, you know, what kind of uh, sparked that whole athleticism in your family, you know, was it the parents or grandparents or, you know, like uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your family upbringing and, and, and those sports and kind of what pushed you towards uh, competing. Yeah, totally. So um, my mom, she played a bunch of sports, but more primarily stuck to like the arts, like dance, Um my dad played basketball and football in high school, but then he decided to go into the military. His brother, um, my uncle AJ, actually played professional basketball in the NBA. Um, my other uncle played overseas professional basketball, and my brother plays basketball in college as well as football when he was in high school. Who, who's your uncle AJ that played uh, NBA? Um, his name is Anthony Johnson. He went to the College okay. of Charleston and was sure. drafted to the Sacramento Kings in 1998, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's run a bunch of camps in Charleston area for many, many years. You know, over the over yeah. the uh, after the basketball season, right, right. Very familiar with AJ. Yeah. Uh, like you said, he had a stellar career at the College of Charleston and went on to the NBA level. Um, you know, do you, do you have any siblings? Um, yes, I have an older brother. His name is CJ. Did he compete in athletics as well? Yes. Um, he 
was a state championship in Skiza football his junior year, and he plays football or he plays basketball. I'm sorry, uh, in college right now. Okay, where does he play? Um, right now he's at Spartanburg Methodist, but he's probably going to enter the transfer portal for this next year. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, so you guys, yeah. like you said, you're a pretty athletic family, starting with your your dad, your mom, your uncle, you, you know, your brothers in athletics. Um, so talk to us a little bit about your uh, experience there at Ashley Ridge. You know, if you want to give us like what's your what was your defining moment? What was your career best, and what was your um, you know, you, your look back on moment where this is it, you know, this is this is something that I can be great at. And uh, talk to us a little bit about that experience. Um, okay, so last year we went to a meet that was sponsored by Bojangles. It's called the Bojangles Classic up at Spring Valley High School. And it's like a national meet and multiple people from all over the east coast had come and it was pretty big and there was cameras everywhere and it was very nerve-wracking because it was like my third or fourth meet doing high jump and I ended up coming in seventh and being ranked really high in the nation and that like just looking around at the arena that we were in and the lights was really crazy and like such a good experience that's awesome I'm gonna bring Richie in he's a been able to find a good spot there in Florida. He's traveling. He's the host of the show, but he's on a trip down to Florida, and he actually texted me and said he wanted to come in and bring a question to you, so I'll bring Richie in. Okay. Hey, Jessica. First of all, Jessica, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we've been very blessed with a lot of track stars. I was actually having a conversation uh, listening to you and, and, and telling everybody in the car, look, it's amazing how you guys in the track, you're, 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 you don't get a lot of attention, but you're probably the fastest kids on the campus, no matter whether it's college or, or high school. And congratulations on going to run track at Clemson. I'm going to tell you something. I know they got some great football, but, boy, that speed transfers to, to track for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, Eugene, I should have set you up a little bit better. I knew your, your family background, so the expectation kind of goes with it. But you know what? You got your own expectation. You got your own things that you're jumping through and, uh, I first of all congratulate you, and, and I thank you for giving us time tonight to, to introduce you to our listeners, but to, to get to know you personally, get to know who you are, and not just a, a track star, but but an individual that's been in this community. And like you said, you've played every sport. I'm familiar with you actually because of some of your family members and covering this area for so long. Uh, you know, I'm excited. But but tell me, what why Clemson? You could have gone anywhere. You have that speed. You have that charisma. You have that personality. You have the grades. You had everything you could ever imagine. Why Clemson, when you could have gone to Florida, you could have gone to South Carolina, you could have gone to a couple of other places. Kind of give us a reason of why you chose that school out of any other school. Well, um, Clemson is this, and I visited there my junior year, and I knew that it was still far away from home, but not too far because I still am 17 years old, which is young for someone who's going to be leaving home and moving. And I felt like that was just the right place for me because of its location-wise and what it offers and who I already know up there. Like I felt like it could be my home for the next four years. So I'm going to ask you this, and Eugene, after this, but I'll turn it back over to you so that you can take it over. And, again, I appreciate you taking care of business back at the studio. But uh, were you a part of uh, the Friday night festivities? And I'm going to tell you something. There are so many schools that have tried to do what Ms. Radcliffe was able to do, and uh, she is by far, you know, one of my favorite admins in, in the community, not just here in Somerville, but around the state. And 
just around in general because she loves her athletes. You know, you're not going to get all that from a lot of, you know, principles that I've seen around. But that being said, uh, just the way she goes all out for you guys and all the things that she does. But, but tell us if you were able to get over there on Friday night, what has it meant to you? And what does it mean? Here in a couple of weeks, you'll be an alumni for Ashley Ridge. Kind of tell me in your mind or in your words, if you will, you know, what does it mean to be a Swan Frog? It means so much. And honestly, Friday night's activities, I didn't expect to, like, feel the emotions that I did. But, like, driving around the campus, like, one last time and seeing all my favorite teachers and, like, driving by some of my friends, like, it was very special. And seeing Miss Radcliffe for, like, maybe the last time, hopefully we'll have a graduation, hopefully. But um, it was just, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I will never forget all of the football games and basketball games and pep rallies that we had and it's a shame that it ended the way it did but I definitely have enjoyed my last few years at Ashley Ridge yeah that's awesome it's coach Eugene again just um you know piggybacking on that you know you, you I know you've had some great coaches in your life uh talk to us a little bit about either an administrator or a strength coach or or just someone or either an academic uh teacher someone that really just grabbed you someone that influenced your life and uh turned you to you know to try harder to do your best who who would that person be and tell us a little bit about why oh that's such a tough question to answer everyone at Ashley Ridge is pretty amazing I would have to give it to either Coach Plain or Coach Hoff you know Coach Plain is my head coach always looking out for me, always trying to figure out what the best methods are because I was playing two sports at the same time. So he was very helpful in trying to get my schedule right, making sure that I was okay and I was healthy for whatever I was going through. And then Coach Hoff as well because he was my actual weightlifting teacher and he's the reason that I got into track because he just was telling me how I should do this and I should do that. And he very much looks out for what's best for me and makes sure my head's in the right spot and doesn't let me get off my game at all. So um, now taking it to the next level, what do you hope to study at Clemson? And, you know, what are you looking at uh, as life beyond Clemson? What do you hope to do? What are your goals? Um, so at Clemson, I will be majoring in political science with a concentration in law. And I hope to one day own my own practice and be able to um, change the way things are in some of the criminal justice systems and hopefully make things better for people that don't have the same opportunities as I do. Now you're speaking my uh, language. Um, my, uh, as, I, <laughs> as I jokingly say, my paying gig, I'm actually in the legal field myself. Um, so where do you hope to go to law school? Do you have, it, uh, do you have some dream law school in mind? Um, actually, no, I've just like recently changed my major to, um, law because I originally was going to go into study medicine to be an anesthesiologist, but then I really looked into law and decided like that would be best for me. So are are you interested possibly in some type of public service, like a public defender, or are you interested in something like that? Or, or one of the many like ACLUs or something like that where you can just, you know, your your goal is to basically help push the Constitution and help those in need. Is that kind of your, you know, your goals and ambitions right now? Yeah, definitely just trying to help other people who don't have 
as much as I do, as much as I've been blessed with, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. See, and, and you know, and I noticed that with a lot of athletes, you know, we, we had several um, of your quote-unquote rival schools on, and, you know, we hear that from a lot of athletes who are just like, you know, I was blessed with an athletic ability. I was blessed with great – I was blessed with a lot of things so I want to give back. Um, you know, law school can be challenging, and, you know, if you ever want some advice, you know, just uh, hit me up here at the radio station or whatnot, and, uh, you know, I'd love to follow your career through Clemson. I know some Clemson people go on to University of South Carolina because that's, you know, there are only two law schools in the state. But, um, you know, there are a lot of great law schools out there. Uh, the goal really is to keep your GPA up and do really well in the LSAT score. So I would advise you to, you know, get those little test prep books because the LSAT score will mean so much on your future endeavors. If you really want to go to law school, you know, that's a three-year commitment and, uh, you know, it, it's very hard work. You, you know, most people say you have to survive your first year, and then after that it gets a little bit better. But um, I'd love to follow you. I'd love to uh, be able to help you out when, when I can. You know, I have been in the legal field for about 20-something years. And so, um, you know, anything you want to do or, you know, the bar is out there. Um, the goals are out there. There are plenty of people, like you say, that are in need that just don't have the resources, you know, like, not everyone can afford uh, a corporate lawyer at five or six hundred dollars an hour, but you know people have needs, you know, and people need help. And I really love to hear that. I love that you're willing to go into that field because you know, for a glamorous position in the legal field, it's not so glamorous in that you know you you're not you know on a partner track. You're not you know looking at getting the you know the uh, very high salary early on. Um, but the need is there, and I love to hear that because, you know, there are more people in need who don't have the resources than those that do. So it's very admirable to hear that. If there's anything I can do to help you out, just let me know. Um, but I, I definitely love to follow your career at Clemson as well as your future endeavors in law school. Thank you so much. I'm very willing to take and give all the help that I can get. And I know even even locally, the Charleston School Law, they actually just uh, uh, USC for the highest uh, bar passage rate in the state. I know it's a private school, but, you know, one of the things, the focuses of Charleston School Law is, uh, you know, is service to the community. So, you know, you always have that opportunity to kind of, quote, unquote, come back home and go to law school as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, like I said, I just wish you the best. Um, if there's any advice that you could give to your fellow either track athletes or just fellow students at Ashley Ridge, you know, what, what is your walk-off speech? You know, if you were standing at the podium, you know, unfortunately it looks like you won't have your senior night, you know, in, in track or, or your awards banquet. But uh, if this was your platform and you could speak out to all those either students, fellow students, fellow classmates, track athletes, coaches, whatnot, uh, what, would, what would be your words of advice? What would you leave them with? I would definitely say to make sure that you are working hard at whatever you do and giving it all of your might, but also making sure that you're having fun and what you are doing is what you love and you're doing it for your for yourself and for the people around you. That's awesome. And then, uh, again, you know, you, you mentioned such a great support group at home. Um, you know, if you were to 
like I said, if this is your platform and this is your speech, you know, what would you say to those who've supported you the most over the years? I thank you know, I God for his blessing that and I thank it always being with me and my mother and I I got in. I just thank everyone for always being honest to work hard best self. Well, that's awesome. Like I said, you know, here at Southern Sports Central, you know, we're looking forward to following your career at Clemson. You know, we have uh, established a great relationship with the uh, track coach over at Coastal. Uh, I don't know if there are any meets where you guys might meet up uh, with the Coastal and Clemson being on the same field. But, uh, you know, if that ever happens, you know, we definitely have some connections now with Coach Goodman there at uh, at Coastal. And uh, now that, you you know, we'll be following you at Clemson. So, um, you know, if there's ever a chance that, that uh, both schools are on the same field. You know, I know Richie and I will do our very best to get there and cover it or get there and just, you know, support you guys. Um, you know, you've done so much, and you have such a great, great, great career. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Richie just wanted me to ask you one more thing about Angel Frank and just uh, if you could talk about that. Um, I'm not. I remember seeing her at meets and being like completely amazed with her because when she was a senior, I was very new to track and I had no idea what was going on. But I always remember being like, that girl is good. Just like being amazed with her talents. And so, yeah, she's an amazing athlete all around, like nice person as well. So she's someone that you look up to as well. Is that someone that you look to emulate at the next level or, or, you know, for your career going forward? Yes, very much so. Well, that's awesome. And and like I said, you know, I, I know you're very appreciative of all your family and, and your teachers there and uh, administrators and coaches and your, your teammates and everything like that. But, um, you know, one of the things that we always mention to these 2020 athletes is, you know, your greatest accomplishment to date is becoming that adult. And part of becoming an adult is – you know, and unfortunately, you may not get to experience that is walking across the stage and receiving that diploma. But nevertheless, you're going to be a graduate. You're going to receive that diploma. That was 12 to 13 years, if you count kindergarten, worth of work, you know, 180 days a year of going to class. It's such a great achievement, you know. It's one of those life stepping stones. And we're all very proud of you. I know your parents are very proud of you. You know, the fans, the administrators, the coaches there at Ashley Ridge. Um, and so, you know, we just want to tell you that we're very, very proud of you. Um, and I just want you to know that we'll be supporting you. We're going to do our best to follow your career there at Clemson and just wish you the very best. If uh, you're ever at Clemson and, and got some meat or something coming up and want to call back in and get on the show, we'd love to have you. The door's always open for you guys. You know, we created this platform just for you. And it's not just because – you know, you're a senior and a 2020 athlete who's lost her season. You know, we want to stay with you. You know, we want to support you because you guys had to endure so much. You faced so much adversity. You know, we just want to send our love and support, and uh, we'll always be here with you. You'll always have a place to call home. You'll always have a, you know, a local uh, platform. If you want to call home and talk about uh, what's going on with you, uh, we're always here for you, and we'd love to hear from you and follow your career. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity, and I appreciate the support so, so, so much. Thank you. All right, folks. Well, 
that is Miss Johnson. She is headed up to Clemson. She is a high jumper. She can actually jump over my head, and that's no short jokes because we're the same height. She's just a superstar track athlete, and uh, we're looking forward to following her at Clemson. And, um, you know, it's just such a great platform that we've had here on Southern Sports Central to feature these athletes. You know, they, as as many folks and many of our listeners know, that they've uh, had to forego their senior season. Uh, They didn't have a chance to achieve some of their goals that they've set for many, many years. And, um, you know, we'll be following her up at Clemson, and we'll be following many of these other athletes. And uh, with that, we're going to head to a short break and uh, bring Richie back in in just a few moments. Woke up in the hills this morning Asking myself, how did I get here this morning? Devontae Parker in that teal and orange And Russell in that golden purple youngest from the villain Portland I used to sit up in my room and ponder Finish school and get a doctor I'm 22, I gotta get it now Man, who knew he... If you do want that folks we're back we just want to give a recap we started the show talking a little bit about uh what's going on in sports or 
or what's not going on, but what we hope to get on. Uh, we talked a little bit of the NASCAR and what their plans were, uh, a little bit about the uh, proposals that Major League Baseball has put out there. Uh, and then we took it over to Ashley Ridge. We spent our time in the swamp tonight uh, for the first time. You know, we brought in the principal, Ashley Ridge. And, uh, you know, what a great, great interview with Miss uh, Karen Radcliffe there. You know, uh, she talked about everything that was going on. You know, the, the swift changes they had to make as uh, as administrators to get the uh, the kids there, uh, keep going with their academics. Uh, talked a little bit about the athletics and what they meant to the what they mean to the community and, and the culture of the school. Uh, she talked a little bit about the uh, parade that uh, she put on Friday night. If you didn't see that, you need to check out any of the uh, avenues there on social media because it was such a beautiful uh, ordeal, and, and it, she did a great job just lighting up the school and bringing those athletes in and, and those folks that we saw you know, who got to experience that. It was just an amazing experience. I know um, as a principal, you know, she was very uh, brokenhearted that she wasn't able to, you know, continue with what they were doing. She wasn't able to, or she, she may not be able to stand on that podium and shake hands and just congratulate those students for all their hard work because, you know, the principal, uh, you know, she, she, she made it very clear that's their job is educating these uh, athletes or, or these students just, all the students there at Ashley Ridge and getting them prepared for the next level, whether it be college or the workforce or, or some type of service or whatever it is, you know, their job is to get them as prepared to be an adult. And she brought up the word adulting, you know, and, and the adversity that these uh, uh, students have had to overcome. And she's just such a great, great person. Um, then we, we stayed there in the swamp and we brought in uh, uh, athletic director, Randall Tucker. You know, what a challenging job, you know, he's had. We tried to, you know, he, he talked about meeting with all the other athletic directors and trying to create some semblance of a season, maybe a little playoff action, you know, whatever it was. And then uh, we got into how he's had to reach out to all the support groups there with the administration, the faculty, whatever it took to keep, you know, as, as an athletic director, all the coaches and all the players and all that athletes within the school to keep them on track you know those that are on track to graduate that are going on to college or or just those who are trying to graduate to keep them in line those uh upcoming athletes or you know the ninth the 10th the 11th graders to keep them eligible for next year and all the challenges that they have faced and all the adversities they face in that and just you know that they're trying to hold it together as best as they can and uh he talked about the wonderful support groups that they have there at the school you know and then we went to uh, Mr. Blaze, and what a great name for a striker. You know, I just picture a guy blazing up and down the field. And, um, you know, he's headed up to Shaw University to play soccer up in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, he had some great advice for his uh, fellow classmates and, and those who follow behind him. And to, you know, no matter what, just keep working, keep trying. You know, you, you never know what you may face. Uh, he faced many adversities in his career with an injury, and now senior season cut short but he still has the opportunity to play at the next level and is very grateful for that, grateful for the sport at home. And uh, then we went to Miss Johnson, the high jumper at Asher Ridge, who would be headed up to Clemson. Now, if you want to talk about a first-class person, you know, she comes from a very athletic family, um, people who have played uh, played sports professionally in her family. She has an older brother playing at collegiate level, and here she is going to Clemson with a very, very, uh, you know, uh, high academic goals of herself and high athletic goals. You know, she's interested in possibly going into law school 
and becoming a lawyer and representing those who are a little bit less fortunate than some. And, uh, you know, what a great career, and that's very admirable because, you know, a lot of people think of doctors and lawyers and those professionals who, who just go out and make a ton of money and, and drive the fancy cars and live in the big houses. But, you know, she really wants to focus her career on helping those uh, a little less fortunate. And uh, while that may not be as glamorous or, or talked about or you don't see those in the movies or on the on TV shows or things like that, you know, those are the people who are fighting day in and day out, who work the long hours for the least amount of money. And, you know, her concern was just giving back. And we hear that a lot from um, these students. You know, we uh, like I was telling her uh, when she was on, was that we hear that a lot from athletes, period. You know, we, we had some on from Oceanside, some on from Somerville, some on from Indian Land. You know, and their goal is just give back. No matter what career field they've chosen, whether it be teaching, coaching, uh, medicine, uh, sports training, athletic training, physical therapy, they all just want to give back. And, you know, maybe this uh, virus and this uh, shutdown and, and this adversity they've all faced has just shown them that, you know what, if God's given me an ability, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to give it back to someone because you never know what circumstance that you might find yourself in or someone else. And it's just really refreshing to hear these young athletes uh, come in and talk about just giving back. No matter what they have, no matter what they don't have, they want to achieve something big, and they want to use it as a platform to give back. And we're just blessed to have them here. Uh, It's been a great show. You know, we're looking forward to the continuing with the Spotlight 2020. Uh, Next week we may have on another athletic director from a local school and uh, some more strength coaches as well as some college coaches. And it's just been a great opportunity to feature these folks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to hear where they come from because they all come from different backgrounds. Some of them come from teachers. Some of them come from, you know, not having a whole lot at home. Some of them come from very blessed families. But it all seems to be a common theme of no matter what I've done, no matter what I've achieved, I know I have more work to do. I know that I, I give thanks to my teachers. I give thanks to the administrators. I give thanks to my coaches, my teammates my family, everybody who supports me, and I want to use that, and I want to use my God-given abilities to give back to others. And it's just such a great, great uh, thing to be a part of. Um, just want to see if uh, I think uh, Ricky has now found a good spot, possibly to join us back in now uh, to talk about the show and uh, what we have coming up. Hey, guys. Uh, so, great, great show. I mean, overall, from top to bottom, uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, Ms. Radcliffe for, for allowing us to start our uh, 2020 uh, campus tour on her campus. Over at Ashley Ridge, of course, we had Coach Tucker, the athletic director, two phenomenal, incredible athletes who are, are both not only are, are they great athletes on the field, they're great students in the classroom. They're going to go to college and continue to do something that is, that is a big deal. And, and I say this on the show all the time with Nick Saban's favorite slogan that he says, you know, you come to college to get an education, you just play a sport while you're here. And, and of course, uh, both of those individuals are doing that. And, you know, each one of the interviews that we've had focusing on the senior spotlight it has been interesting because they all come differently. But how much have you heard these individuals bragging about their teachers? And so many of them are interested in getting into education when yet they couldn't wait to get out of school if they're talking education, that means they're hurrying to get back to school, right? I mean, that to me is an impressive feat in itself to hear the, the whole thing of it all, guys. And then you put it in perspective, and next week we are heading to uh, the fort. We'll be at Fort Dorchester 
next uh, next Sunday. Again, we're, we're focusing more on Sundays with the seniors and the spotlights. Uh, we're accepting phone calls and interviews from uh, any of those seniors throughout any of our shows because it is about them. The platform that we have is for them. But uh, we're really excited. Uh, we've, uh, of course, reached out to the fort. They have agreed to uh, bring us in and uh, virtually, that is, because we're not going anywhere unless it's a virtual tour, right? But uh, we're excited to be a part of what they're doing. And uh, just to have that conversation, just to have that, that opportunity to, to get in here and to do continue to do what we do here at Southern Sports Central, and that is just to educate, to entertain, and to bring, to bring that value that, that we're looking forward to bring. And, of course, like I said, we will be uh, next Sunday at, excuse, yeah, next Sunday at the Fort. We're, uh, we're going to check in with the principal uh, over there, Mr. Aldridge. Uh, Trip Aldridge is the, uh, the head man in charge, but we're also hopefully going to get in here with Coach Pratt. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, but we've been blessed to have at least one, and uh, he's done an incredible job. And we talk about coaches and changes and, and, and everything that's happened around the, the low country. We've had 19 to 18, somewhere in that number of changes in coaches, Eugene, the consistent face is that of an athletic director and a football coach and Coach Pratt, and uh, we're very uh, fortunate to have him uh, come on the show. Hopefully next Sunday he'll join us, and uh, we'll get in there with uh, an athletic director and a football coach in one, so it's really getting a chance to interview uh, a bunch, and then we'll get some of their athletes. You know, don't forget it was Brandon Johnson, the big defensive lineman that's heading to Navy that committed right here in Southern Sports Central. So, you know, Eugene, I don't know if you thought or, or you realized when you joined the family here, um, you know, how much you were going to be able to get attached to these kids, man, and, and their dreams and their accomplishments and their families. And that's what makes it hard. You know, that's what makes it hard when you see one of them go down on an injury. I feel like one of my own. Uh, I don't care what jersey they wear on a Friday night. Uh, if they're an athlete, uh, they're automatic family. They're automatic part of the Southern Sports Central family. So, you know, we're really excited about that. Of course, uh, we did uh, break in last week. Uh, we have a new contributor to the show, which – we're really excited about bringing uh, this young man on who played for Talk about it. we are. Well, they are Penn State. And, uh, of course, uh, he tweeted out and uh, basically took it that extra step and made it a, an official deal. So we're excited to have him and, and all the things that he can bring uh, to the table as well, Eugene. And uh, I'll kind of tell you, let you kind of tell a little bit more about this gentleman that's coming in here with Reginald Walker. But, um, you know, he's been a contributor to our show for a while. He's done some great things, and we're just very blessed to have him a part of what we do, buddy. Yeah, no doubt, man. And uh, like you said, you know, you're talking about, you know, the connection we we meet or, or we achieve with these athletes. I, I just got a private message from an athlete's uh, parent that we had on. I don't want to go into the specifics of that, but, um, you know, we're just, you know, grateful to, to have uh, – his uh, athlete on and said it was a great interview and we actually know some similar people and, you know, you, you build on that and it's just, you know, it leads to just following those, you know, like you said, you start following these athletes, no matter what sport they are, no matter where they choose to go in life, no matter what university, and you just feel this connection and you want to go support them no matter where they are. And it's just, it's such a building block um, for the future. And it gives you this chance to just connect. Not only with just athletes, but the community, and uh, you know, because like like the, like the principal Rackluff said, you know, uh, the academics are first and foremost. Their extracurriculars and their athletics are like some of the connections to the community, something to rally behind, and that's what we're doing here. We're rallying behind these 2020 athletes, you know, and and it's not just the 2020 because we support all athletes, you know, um, 
the spotlight's been those who, you know, we tried to feature those who, you know, lost their senior season and things like that. But, man, what a platform, opportunity to get to know people and family members and just make that connection and that support level. You know, like I said, you know, like I was telling Miss Johnson, you know, Clemson plays Coastal, we're there. We know we have so many ties now to so many uh, track athletes. <laughs> From this, we from will this be at a track meet come come any time of the uh, this spring, correct? Yeah, we're gonna be like the Ellingtons. We're gonna have to get those split jerseys, you know. <laughs> like if Clemson ever plays coastal, we're gonna have to get a half Clemson, half coastal jersey, you know. And we'll, we'll, uh, it's just, we'll look more like NASCAR uniforms, really, because we're gonna have we're gonna have to have just a cross suit, some type of a jumpsuit with different uh, patches on. Really, I mean, I would say but, more, yeah. a little more NASCAR look. Um, you know, the one thing I do want to say is congratulations to, to Grace Obel who was a guest on our show last week. He uh, got the opportunity and the offer he was looking for. He'll be joining uh, the Citadel program. Uh, so he's not only going to get a chance to play baseball for the cadets there and be uh, over there with the Citadel, but he's going to get a ring that's going to get him a job anywhere in the world he wants to go and an education to go with it. And it's just such an honor to get these guys. And, again, when I tell these young men and women, when they come on the show, I say, well, you may be at your, your, your home school. I get that, your base. You're an automatic athlete with Southern Sports Central. So just remember, once you come on our show, when you go out and about in town, people remember you being on our show. So, you know, as they remember that we're attached to you as well. So we're all kind of held accountable here. Uh, But, Eugene, I'm going to let you kind of carry the rest of the show, buddy. Uh, You know, you've done a great job tonight. Um, I appreciate you you staying back at the studios. And, you know, with this COVID thing I've got, uh, I'm kind of moving a a little bit more than normal. Uh, You know, things uh, taken care of. But you've done a great job. We've got a big announcement, which is why I'm down here where I'm at. We'll have that announcement in the middle of next week. So stay tuned for uh, another partnership coming. This is from a college. That'll be some exciting news coming out of that as well. So, Eugene, God bless you. Take care tonight. You and I will touch base, I would imagine, sometime tomorrow. But for all the listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in for the uh, Ashley Ridge family. Thanks for adding us to your family as you allowed us to welcome you to ours. And I just can't say enough about, uh, you know, Miss Radcliffe and, uh, of course, uh, the coach and the athletic directors and everybody over there at Asher Ridge and the athletes and students, guys. Eugene, enjoy the night. Enjoy the rest of your show, and uh, keep it doing it, buddy. Uh, you know, you brought up Grace Sobel, and what a great athlete and what a great story. You know, I mentioned that he was like a son to me. Um, you know, he's just such a great kid and had a great opportunity. When he came on the show, he told me and said that um, he's like, you know, I have this one offer out there. I'm just waiting on this coach to contact me. If he does, I'm committing, and I'll be done. And I knew it was a fiddle, but, you know, for the platform that we have, you know, when, when athletes reach out that and they say, you know, well, I really can't put that out there yet. You know, I don't want to, like, you know, put the cart before the horse, but you know, I'm really hopeful for it. You know, I knew that there was that opportunity. And when I saw it, I was just like, dude, I promise you I will be behind home plate. You know, they play here in Charleston. I'm so thankful to get to see Gray play at the next level. It's such a great achievement, man. He's such a great athlete, you know, football, baseball, whatever he does. You know, we always bragged in the coaching staff that he was one of the most athletically gifted kids in the in the whole entire school. You know, he has this great uh, GPA. He's such a great student. He's just one of those kids that's just, you know, quiet in the classroom and goes and does his business. On the field, he goes and does his business. You know, he comes to work every day, whether it be baseball, football, you know, no matter what he does, you know, and, and that show we were able to bring on, you know, his father it was his 60th birthday and his mother and one of his brothers. And uh, I just I, I just have such a great connection. I love that family to death, man. They, they've been such a 
a big part of my life too for the past few years and just watching Gray develop on the football field and the baseball field and and my first thing you know when I responded to him was just like congratulations man anytime I get a chance I'll leave behind home plate because he plays catcher you know and his response was just I love you Gene and that just that meant the world to me to just hear that from him and uh you know I, I saw that his family had liked that tweet and that response and whatnot and just you know such a great opportunity to be a part of these athletes lives but um you know it's it's been a great show like you said we've had uh great people come on we've had uh athletic directors and principals and athletes and you know it's just it's a huge platform in the sense that you know while someone may look at us and say well it's a small market in the low country that's not really what we're about you know we've had athletes from california texas georgia north carolina south carolina and anywhere in between. We have some athletes who played in South Carolina who are now at, uh, I know Kenny's, uh, you know, been part of the show and been tweeting and things like that. Kenny Solomon from the Myrtle Beach and Soccer City High School is now up at Tennessee. You know, it's not about where you're from. You know, it's just about who you are. And that's what we try to do. We try to bring them on. And, uh, you know, this is all about sports. It's all about, you know, the, the athlete. We, we tend to focus a lot on high school and and some college, we have college coaches on, you know, and they give tips on recruiting. We have recruiting advisors on who give tips on, you know, grades and what you're studying and where you try to go. And it, it's just such a great platform. It's such a great uh, family to be a part of. Um, you know, like I said uh, earlier, I, I received a, a wonderful message from one of the parents uh, from the athlete we just had. And, um, you know, I just found out that, uh, Blaze has younger siblings who will be at Oceanside. And uh, so hopefully in, in my new consulting role that I'll have a chance to, to meet those uh, kids and, and possibly have a good impact on their lives and maybe bring them on the show as well, you know, and support their, their, their older sibling as he goes off to Shaw. And I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the growing this show. I'm looking forward to the opportunity that you're working on down in Florida. I'm looking forward to, you know, covering some of these athletes as they move on to college and, you know, and high school sports this year. But uh, I have to admit, one of the things I'm most excited about here at Southern Sports Central, one of the things that we're looking forward to is the Youth Football League here in uh, the Dorchester, kind of Somerville, greater area, where we're picking up all these high, these uh, youth football games. We'll be bringing live, either on a Thursday or a Saturday night, the game of the week, and that'll be the youth football representing either, you know, Asher Ridge or Somerville or Fort D or Cane Bay or, uh, I think St. John's is involved in some other schools. And that will give us a chance to, you know, to connect with some of the youth in the area and uh, give them a chance to uh, be spotlighted on the radio, to hear their name called. You know, there are a lot of people outside of the area that have family members, you know, some grandsons or nieces or nephews involved in cheer or, or football, and we'll be able to cover those games. And uh, we're looking forward to not only covering the games and, and doing the play-by-play, but interviewing the coaches in the area. Uh, doing the spotlight of the player of the game and things like that. So we're looking forward to covering that as well. We touched on a little bit of baseball, uh, a little bit of college football and what those plans are. looks like, you know, a lot of colleges are planning to start back up June 1. Um, That's at least some of the goals. I know personally I've been out trying to scout for college camps for some of the guys that I train. And, um, you know, some of those uh, look to be canceled. There might be some on the fence. I know Tennessee's still on the fence. Kentucky's still on the fence. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to hitting the road and 
trying to get some guys some exposure wherever we can. But, uh, you know, it looks like the virus may have shut down pretty much most of the pro, uh, college visits and the uh, college camps throughout the summer, which is a bummer for, for kids looking for that exposure. But, you know, we'll all get through it. We're all, we're all in this together. Um, coaches know that, you know, they've had to close their camp, so it's not any fault to an athlete. So we'll try to get those some out. Um, me personally, I'm very blessed. Uh, this past week I had a very good meeting with Coach Call at Oceanside. And uh, I am looking to join him as a consultant, uh, a little bit on special teams and, and some of the kickers, as well as growing my uh, Low Country Kicking Academy. You know, I was talking to off the air, uh, Blaze's dad, and was like, you know, man, I really wish I could have worked with that kid. He had such a great hang time and some punts. And, you know, but uh, the door is open, and I, I seek to train any athlete who's interested in kicking a football. And, um, you know, the, the Low Country Kicking Academy is on Facebook. You can reach me there here at Sports Central. So that door is open as well. And just, you know, I'm looking forward to all the opportunities that God has given me, whether it be through the radio station, this platform, or training athletes as a kicker. You know, I work with Coles and Coach, Coach uh, Tony, who was on the show here uh, a couple weeks ago. He, he runs the um, Coles circuit for the national uh, really for the Southeast because he runs South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia, but he's also a national evaluator. So if you're a kicker out there or a parent of a kicker or, you know, someone who's interested in kicking football in high school, maybe want to go to the next level and get that exposure, you know, I, I'd love to work with them. Uh, I'd love to, you know, be able to take them and, and showcase them, whether it be college camps or doing some one-on-one training or, or the cold circuit or whatnot, because it's such a great platform to get those kids out there, get them exposure you know, uh, Coach Tony talked about the kids that I trained competing at the national level against, uh, you know, we were down at IMG Academy in January competing against some of the top kids in the nation. And uh, two of the kids that I trained that were there uh, personally are now ranked number one in the nation for his class and one's ranked 17th to 20, depending on which uh, recruiting service in this, in this class, which is the sophomore class rising junior in the nation. And you know, I, I just love doing that. I just love spending time with the kids, taking the college visits, you know, taking these competitions. I love the one-on-one training. Um, I have some very special kids that I'll be picking up in May that I'm looking forward to. But, uh, you know, and it's all part and parcel of the same thing. You know, part of this uh, program and, and Southern Sports Central is just, you know, the exposure of athletes, you know, getting the word out, trying to provide some uh, experience with uh, some of the college coaches we bring in to give them some recruiting advice, you know, what to do on their Twitters and social media and what not to do, you know. But, you know, I always leave that with this. If you're an athlete, you hope to get recruited. Make sure your Twitter handle is something they can find you. I know I worked with one of my personal trainees this week, and I was like, man, you got to train, you got to change this because they can't find you. You know, they can't find you with all these numbers and this, that, and the other in your Twitter handle. You've got to come up with something that attaches to your name, your school, or what you're doing. Because if they can't find you, they're going to skip next and go to somebody else. <clears throat> and it's such a big deal. And that's something that we've learned here uh, from Southern Sports Central. You know, we heard that especially uh, when we had uh, Coach Mike Jacobs on, the head coach, new head coach at Lenore Ryan up in North Carolina. And he said, if we can't find you, we're going to skip and find the next guy. You know, because we don't have time. We're, we're evaluating a lot of guys for football. If we can't find you, we're going to skip past that and go to somebody else we can find easily. You know, the grades are important. You know, we, ha- we had the lady on who helps recruit and 
up the recruiting services in Georgia. Four C's, that's pushing it. You got more than four C's, you're probably not going to qualify for a Division One. They don't accept credit recovery. So if you're an athlete right now and you're shrugging things off and you're thinking, well, I'll just do credit recovery in the summer, it's not going to count. So if you're trying to get Division One, you're not going to make it. If you if you think credit recovery is your way to get there, that's not going to work. But, uh, you know, so, so it's been very informative. You know, hopefully, you know, the platform's put out some good information, not only for athletes but parents, maybe some coaches. Um, we've had, like I said, a lot of high school coaches, a lot of they have athletic directors on. I'm looking forward to 4D coming on on Sunday. Uh, I think Tuesday looks like we have the new athletic director, Mark Meyer, at uh, Oceanside. He was the assistant athletic director under Coach Greer, and uh, he's been promoted to new athletic director coming in on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, I know he wants to put his own stamp on the program. I met with him, too, Friday. Uh, I know that personally that he's a hard worker. He's a guy that's going to do what's best for the athletes and for the programs and for the schools and, you know, provide the athletes with all they can to succeed. So we're looking forward to that as well. Um, You know, and, you know, we're going to stay tuned to all the professional sports and see what they're doing. You know, like I said, we talked about NASCAR and baseball, but, you know, what is football going to do right now? I know football is putting out on social media and, and all the news outlets that they plan to start season and schedule. Will that happen? That's yet to be determined. I know everybody's anxious to do that. Um, whether they can start a season with all the butts in the seats, so to speak, you know, with 80,000 people in the stands, that's yet to be seen as well. But, uh, you know, we'll keep our eyes and ears on it. You know, we'll keep sharing information here on the radio station. We'll put it out on our social media platforms and uh, try to keep everybody informed. So if you want to know what's going on, all you got to do is tune right in to Southern Sports Central. At Southern at SO Sports Central on uh, Twitter, we have a Facebook page, SO Sports Central. Um, you know, and, and we try to put things out on Instagram on our own personal pages with uh, Richie and I. So uh, we're here to provide information. We're here to provide the platform. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from uh, you guys. You're always free to call in the show. If you want to talk about sports? It doesn't have to be a certain sport. You know, we're open to all sports. And we're open to high school, college, professional, whatever you want to talk about, because that's what we're here to do. Uh, it's a platform. It's a platform for the listeners. It's not a platform for Richie and I to just come on here and talk. But um just want to say, uh, you know, God bless and uh, safe travels to Richie as he's down in Florida and trying to help a friend and then trying to also uh, grow our platform here in Southern Sports Central. I uh, want to send a shout-out to uh, Coach Hayes and Coach Nate and our, our, our friends up at Greer. You know, I know that uh, that situation is kind of possibly taking a little turn for the worse. And, uh, you know, our prayers are with these guys because all they've done is try to give back and train kids and develop kids and uh, share their love and passion and all that they do to help, you know, kids achieve their goals. And that's part of what we do here as well. And we just want to send our love and appreciation to those guys, you know, Hopefully, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to get out and enjoy some things. I know starting Monday in the uh, Low Country area, it sounds like uh, we'll be able to get out and maybe enjoy some restaurants or your favorite watering hole on a limited basis, sitting outside. Possibly some of the beaches are starting to open up. I know you can go and order some food or, or sit outside a little bit. So um, I just want to say, you know, if you're going to go do that, do that very safely. 
you know, just uh, make sure we're all rowing the boat in the same direction. We're trying to clear this thing out so that we can get back to normalcy. Whatever the new normalcy is, we want to try to get back to the normalcy of being able to just go and attend an event, whether it be a concert, a sporting event, a graduation, a prom, whatever that may be. You know, the goal is to try to get back to that, and the only way we can do it is to defeat this virus together. Um, a lot of that comes from, you know, just killing it at the source by not spreading it. And uh, whereas if you've tuned in, you've heard Rich and I kind of disagree a little bit on, on some of the openings and what should be open and what's not open and things like that. But, you know, we're all looking forward to doing what we used to do, and that's go to the gym, go to the movies, go to a restaurant, go out on a date. Go visit with friends, hang out at their house and play games, or or sit by a fire. Go to the beach. Take your kids to a sporting event. Take your you know your family to visit a college. And all those things have been taken away from us. You know we've learned to not when we have those opportunities not to take it for granted. So you know it might be best, and uh, that's something that maybe I've not always agreed with, but it might be best just to take it slow. You know we'll get back to those things, and uh, hopefully the, the new norm we'll be getting back to the old norm. And that's where we feel like we can just jump in our car, pack up our families and go visit a college or, or, you know, attend a graduation or uh, go to a baseball game, football game, things like that. But, um, you know, I just want to leave it with, uh, I just want to say, God bless everyone. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy this time because it's such a blessed time that we've been able to spend with our families to reconnect. You know, to reconnect with our significant others, our spouses, our kids, our family, whether it be in a small environment, a closed environment, our home, to enjoy family meals together, you know, to put together puzzles, to play board games, whatever it was, whatever it is, you know, um, you've heard the athletes say, don't take things for granted. Don't take your family for granted. Don't take your children for granted. Um, There are a lot of people out there who wish they had a family member back, who wish they had a close friend back they don't have anymore. They wish they had that opportunity to spend one more night, you know, hanging out, playing a game, or just watching a movie. And so um, just want to say, you know, just follow the lead of these 17, 18-year-old athletes who come on and just said, don't don't take something for granted. Give, Be your best, do your best, work hard. Um, and I just want to say take care. God bless everyone. We'll look forward to talking to you on Tuesday. We look to have a great show. <clears throat> Um, I know Coach Meyer, like I said, the athletic director for Motionside, his new ADs, plan to come on. Hoping to have the, uh, the the strength coach over there as well as working with athletes via Zoom, trying to keep everybody in tune. We'd like to hear what uh, what uh, he has going on and the programs he has to reaching kids during this uh, unique time, as I'll call it. And uh, But in the meantime, just stay healthy, stay safe, enjoy the time with your family, enjoy the time with your loved ones, And just do not take anything for granted. And just God bless everyone.